This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Thursday, August 13th. Kathy is out, so you get me. And let's start with this. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris delivered an aggressive one-two attack on the character and performance of Donald Trump on Wednesday as they made their election case for the first time as running mix. Biden, a 77-year-old white man, embraced the significance of naming the first black woman to a major party's presidential ticket. But he also focused on other attributes Harris uh, brings to the ticket. He hailed the California senator, the 55-year-old former prosecutor, who a year ago excoriated Biden on a primary debate stage as the right woman to help him defeat defeat Trump and then lead a nation facing crises in triplicate, a pandemic, wounded economy, and long-simmering reckoning with racism. Harris, Biden, declared at the high school gymnasium in his hometown of Wilmington, Delaware, is, quote, smart, she's tough, she's experienced, she's a proven fighter for the backbone of this country. Biden and Harris showed clear affection toward one another, with Biden calling her an honorary Biden, and Harris offering an emotional tribute to his son, Bo, whom she was friends with, when both served as attorneys general. I thought it was cool, Preston, when they played Twister. Did you see that? I missed that part. Yeah. Biden seemed overcome with emotion as Harris spoke of Bo, who died in 2015 as the, quote, best of us and a man who modeled himself after his father. Uh, She signaled that she's... Uh, She'll offer a vigorous defense of Biden's qualifications on issues of race and civil rights. Philadelphia Art Commission voted Wednesday morning to remove a statue of Christopher Columbus from a park in South Philadelphia. Officials said the statue will be removed from Marconi Plaza and will be placed in temporary storage. The Philadelphia Art Commission voted 8-0 to with one member abstaining to place the statue in temporary storage and require a report every six months on efforts to find it a permanent home. Uh, the city's historical commission had voted 10-2 to late last week for removal of the statue. In response to the board's decision, a group of neighbors filed an emergency petition in the pending lawsuit to halt the statue's removal, which was granted. The new order prohibits the city from taking any further action for now. Statue has been boarded up since protests escalated in physical confrontations back in June. Some residents claim the statue is an important part of Italian-American heritage and should be left alone. Others denounce Columbus, calling him a symbol of hate and oppression. And after facing backlash and pushing back its reopening date due to its mask policy, AMC has announced a new plan for moviegoers to enjoy their favorite films on the big screen. The nation's largest movie chain will open the doors to more than 100 theaters on August 20th, and it plans to have approximately two-thirds of its theaters open no later than September 3rd. Mm. According to the chain's website, theaters will be reducing auditorium capacities, enhancing cleaning procedures, and also increasing social distancing standards. Customers can also help by washing their hands, sanitizing frequently, and through cashless transactions. Masks will also be required for employees, guests, and vendors. The website stated, because we care about your health, masks are required for guests and crew throughout the theater. Your mask must cover your nose and your mouth, fit snugly around your face and chin. Uh, neck gaiters, open chin bandanas, and masks with vents or uh, exhalation valves are not accept- acceptable at this time based on the World Health Organization's guidelines. If needed, masks are available to purchase for just $1, according to its website. Additionally, the company plans to offer new first-run movies, such as Disney's X-Men The New Mutants, Tenet, and Unhinged. 
And the chain will also fill other theaters with classic movies. Uh, for a full list of upcoming showings, you can visit AMC's website. Yeah, if you stop and think about it, we totally skirted the summer movie rush. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it, it's weird to, so you look and you'll, you'll pop on iTunes or whatever and it's, the same damn movies. <laughs> it's the same damn movies. Every, it's been for months. Oh, yeah, 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 over yeah. and over. But uh, when is Mulan going to be available? Uh, I think on... that's October. They have. I have that coming up in entertainment. Okay, okay. Right, cool. I do have the the release on that on uh, Disney Plus. Nice. So we'll get to okay. that. But it's going to cost you, okay. of course. Oh. Yep. Uh, all right. Let's get to sports this morning. <laughs> All right, Joel Farabee scored 16 seconds after the Canadiens tied the game up with the Flyers in the second period, and Carter Hart top, stopped 27 shots as Philly beat Montreal 2-1 yeah. in game one of their opening playoff series. The Flyers will kind of host the Canadiens in game two of their second series. That's on Friday afternoon at 3 p.m. Joel Embiid only played in the first half of the 76ers, 125-121, lost to the Raptors last night. Sixers' playoff seating is already set at 6 and will face the Boston Celtics, but they still have one more game against the Houston Rockets. It'll be 9 p.m. on Friday to finish up their bubble series before the playoffs begin. And the Phils lost, unfortunately, to the Orioles, 5-4 last night. They'll host Baltimore again this afternoon, 4-0-5, Jake Arrieta is getting the start for the fills. And there you go. That's what I have in your report this morning. Damn good, man. Thank you for uh, you writing, writing the sports, Casey. I appreciate that. I didn't make it too wordy, did I? No, no. That's <laughs> Nick's job. He does that. There are times when the sports cast exceeds the actual newscast. In yes, it yeah. does. It does. Nick loves his sports. He sure does. He likes to write a lot of detail. He in sure it, does. Though. Then you get the Jackie Bam Bam sports yeah, every now and which then. Which is semaphore. Like, Phil's lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, we welcome you to a Thursday morning, like I said, Kind of weird weather we're getting this week. It's not that great. It's uh, humid, and uh, we're going to have scattered thunderstorms. You guys get any of the rain yesterday? I yeah. got nothing. Just, uh, a oh, bit really? of a downpour. Yeah. I was watching quickly. The, I was watching the radar, yeah. and there were some big ass storms. But it like just kind of circled around where we are, and we never got. We it. had some cells come through. Uh, we had a huge clap of thunder. One uh, in my hometown, and then also on my way home. So I only heard two. Huge claps of thunder and a bunch of rain. I'll tell you what, I was driving home around um, 1230, and uh, it's one of those times where I was talking through the car system to someone. Mm -hmm. The rain was so loud on the car, I said, I'll call you back. I had to run over to uh, Cherry Hill Mall to pick up a gift, and I was stuck in torrential downpour, and I was actually sitting in the uh, parking lot doing some emails and just lightning storms in front of me, like crashing and burning and and Matt said in Chester the same thing. Yeah, I Lightning saw, was all over the place. I saw a lot of red on the on the radar but it, it missed me. So it's going to be a lot like today. It's going to be hit or miss and, or cooler. Uh, and some of it is going to be uh kind of heavy. So uh, just heads up on that. All right, so a uh, reminder, our Word of the Week prize this week, and it's only three letters. We got the first one yesterday. We have a ticket for you and three friends to see Burt Kreischer. Uh, we're presenting that show, the President Steve Show, on Sunday. Steve and I are going to be, quote-unquote, hosting this show. Uh, we don't know the specifics of how we're doing that, but we're looking forward to it. We're actually going to be coming through your car radio while yeah. there at the show. Wow. What a concept. I know. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. <laughs> but if you're good today... 
Might have a chance for you to win a carload. A pa- nice. This has been this sold out like immediately. It did. Mm-hmm. All right, so we have, I believe, one of these to give away, and we'll see if we can uh, unleash that today because we're going to do the Word of the Week prize tomorrow. But it's the same thing. It's a chance for you to go to the show, a car, maximum of four people uh, per car, and you get to watch it, uh, watch the show. And listen, Bert has done a few of these. He knows what he's doing. He knows how the formula works. Yeah. He's perfected it by now. And he just, he loves this area. He loves Philadelphia. He does. And if you go to his Twitter feed, there's actually video of him doing one or two of these shows. Yeah. And uh, the at, quote-unquote after party, uh, it's it's wild. Yeah. So, anyhow, uh, listen up for your chance to win that. Uh, in the meantime, business as usual. We'll take a quick break. Come back in a second. Uh, stupid question, enter, entertainment report. That stuff is on the way. So don't go far because we'll be right back. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. Nobody likes a delay of game. And while there's been some uncertainty about this football season, Acme is happy to announce it's game on. So no matter what your game day's like, they've got everything you need to cheer the Eagles on. From snacks and party trays to beverages and fan gear, make it a season to remember. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question this morning. The prize we're giving away this week is a Carlo pass for up to four people to see Steel Panther. They'll be performing at the Circle Drive in theater in Scranton on uh, Saturday, September 12th. And I can't imagine what they have planned for a show like that. They're very unique. and uh, I'm They can sure fill out the stage, yes. certainly. Yes. You'll be able to see them, no problem. So let's ask a question about the theater, live yes. theater. So here's the question I have for you. Where are you supposed to move if you are directed to move upstage? Mm-hmm. 215-263-WMMR. I never knew the answer to this. Where are you supposed to move if you are directed to move upstage? 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer at all. Rattle off with your birthdays while we are awaiting that call. Today is Thursday, August 13th. Steve, I never know how to pronounce this guy's name. Uh, he's an actor. You remember him from the TV show Emergency and from movies like Roadhouse and shows like Lost. Kevin Ty or is it Tyge? I T- think it's Tyge. T-I-G-H-E. Now you have me confused. I, I, I always said Kevin Ty. I always thought it was Ty as yeah. well. So, but I'm usually wrong. Um, so, on, on Lost, he played <clears throat> Locke's dad, oh, his, his millionaire yes. Lost dad. He owned the Double Deuce. He yes. owned the Double Deuce in uh, in Roadhouse yeah. and on the TV show Emergency, which I was a fanatic for when I was a kid. He was one of the paramedics. Oh. Emergency used to run at like seven o'clock on Saturday. Do you remember that? It was like kids love the show, and this is yeah. the opening. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was uh, when they uh, when they would receive a call. Uh, they would hear this at the at the station house. What was that? Squad fifty one. Squad fifty one. That's what it would. Yeah, say and afterwards. you remember the show was actually responsible for kids learning how to. There were a couple of times when the kids had watched the show and learned how to save a life. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It, it was like an after school show for me, especially oh, when I was a volunteer firefighter. Like Get start out. with backdraft, really, and then into emergency. Oh hell yeah! It's okay. I got this one. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds a lot like the bell that would run at the end of class. Really? And my high school. Oh. Did you guys have a normal bell? Did you go to emergency high? No, no. But it was a, it was a manufactured like. <laughs> that doesn't sound like this. Not at all. No, I had a regular, regular. Yeah, that's what I had. Old yeah. school bell. Yeah, and it was funny because 
I was a I was in band all through school, and when I would go by the bell, I'd usually had drumsticks in my back pocket. And I go ding 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 ding. I get up there and hit it with my drumsticks because <laughs> they were all over the school. Sure, yeah. yeah. But we had the the legitimate bell. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Kevin Ty is seventy six years old today. Actress Debbie Mazur. Uh, who was in? She's had like smaller roles. Tell Marissa, she's in Empire Records. Mm-hmm. She um, plays the uh, bad record rep turned cool at the end. All right, she was on Entourage. Uh, so I married an axe murder stuff like that. She Goodfellas, fifty six today. That's right. She yes, Goodfellas. She played uh, what the the coked friend? up. Uh, yeah, um, uh, the uh, who. Uh, Hill, uh, Henry Hill is yeah. uh, having the affair with. That's right. That's I think right. she has a cooking show now on the Food Network. Yeah. Does she? How to yeah. cook mess. Get yeah. out of here. Like her and Valerie Bertinelli, they kind of tapped into these stars who like to cook. Okay. Uh, a guy who has sat in our studio before, Sebastian Stan. Yes. Captain America. He was a winter soldier. Uh, he's been in a lot of other things. He was in The Martian and, and Black Swan and Gossip Girl and stuff like that. But uh, Do I ever take my picture usually with, by myself with anybody? Never. No, I did with Sebastian. The yeah. winter soldier? Yeah. You bet your ass. Yep. And it, when he was in, he was in to uh, promote uh, The Martian at that time. Very nice guy, kind of a quiet he's guy. Quiet. Yes, yeah. Yeah. and he's going to have the, uh, the the series, which I guess has been delayed a little bit on uh, Disney Plus, the Marvel series, uh, the uh, Falcon and uh, was it going to Winter be Soldier or whatever? Yeah. whatever yeah. I don't remember. Uh, but he's thirty eight today. And speaking of the Marvel universe, uh, actor John Slattery, who played the middle aged Howard Stark in Ant Man and in Civil War and in uh, the End Game. End Game. Yep. That's right. They have that encounter that I find so touching. Yep. So beautiful. It was also in a a movie I've never watched all the way through, but The Adjustment Bureau. Yes. Do you like it? Uh, It came out after um, a similar film. Okay. Uh, And uh, I I thought it was okay. Uh, He's 58 today. Uh, Dr. Jocelyn Elders, former U.S. Surgeon General, who was fired after saying school children should be taught about self-pleasure. Uh, is 87 years old today. Trust me, we don't need to be taught. <laughs> well, you know, some kids may not yeah. know what they're doing yet, and uh, maybe they could, uh, you know, keep from sticking their is unit it, into something unsafe. Isn't that what the kids at the park are for? Is that what <laughs> No. Right? The unseemly crowd, right, mm-hmm. Keys? Oh, I, I mean, I learned mine from watching TV. Yeah. Sanford and Son. No. Right? No, that's... No, 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 no. Believe it or not... Billy Connolly. There was a stand-up special by Billy Connolly where he. There's a bit that he talks about. I'm like, oh, that's what you do. Seriously. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you remember how old you might have been? I was probably about 15 years old, something like that. 15. Yeah. yeah. Oh my I was. God. Like, I was. Like I was like, time of day. Remember. <laughs> oh my God. I, I was to, getting. I was getting <laughs> badges. I went to Catholic school. Uh, and I you... just. I knew that there. I knew that there was a motion <laughs> associated with self pleasure, and and so I. I like. Well. Let's go for it. God, I, was... I remember where I was when I first tried it. No kidding? Yes. Oddly enough, it was sitting on the master bedroom at my parents'. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I had, I had found a stash of... Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Under the mattress on yep, the, my yep, dad's yep. side of the bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said, this can't go unused. No. Now, I know there's something you can do with this. I think I was probably in about fourth grade. Yeah, no yeah, way. Fourth or really? fifth grade. Yeah. Wow. And it was and it was and it was found porn like yeah. that. I told you. I remember yeah. it was a penthouse magazine. The 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 actual uh, the photo spread was called "Forgive and Forget." I'll never forget. <laughs> I'll never forget. It was a tribute to the hillbillies. <laughs> and in fact, Marissa I had it. dug up the act. She found it. 
from yes. these late 1970s uh, uh, penthouse magazines. Oh, she oh. found the spread. And I'm telling you what, reminiscing about old porn that was important to you, it will always... It will always be special. Absolutely. Always. Mine was a centerfold and a lovely Asian woman, uh, uh-huh. uh, Anna Wong, I think her name was. And it was um, uh, it was a holiday issue. Uh, she was holding like a votive candle. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm, so it was beautiful. My, my yeah. parents were out uh, doing something, shopping or something. Yeah, yeah. It was really important for me to find Don't out. Don't ever leave your children at home. Yeah. No, it was really important for me to find out that other people did this thing. You know, that like okay. I wasn't the Man, only you one. Were sheltered from that. That's too well, bad. But it, I mean... And that's why I think it's okay to teach children about this. <laughs> so anyway, I th- think you it, it, honestly you can ask your neighbors to do it too. No, <laughs> the the bit that Billy Connolly somebody taught him how to do it, but that guy said to him, "You only get a hundred of these. If you do any more than that, <laughs> you go blind." Uh-huh, yes. And he said, "I was never more afraid than that hundred and first time." <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, happy birthday to Dr. Jocelyn Elders. And then the last birthday I saw... Excuse me, Ricky. Oh. <laughs> Ricky, I did see what you were doing. It felt good, didn't it? Mm-hmm. It's all right. We all have feelings like this sometimes. Mom! I'm just glad you're doing this in the privacy of your own room. When you're Instead of in the living room. <laughs> Thanks for not doing it during the cocktail party. <laughs> and how we can- all right, and then the last birthday I have is uh, Danny Bonaduce. Danny Bonaduce is celebrating his 61st birthday today. Danny used to do morning radio. He actually had a couple of stints of radio in Philadelphia back at Eagle 106, I think. Yeah, I remember our conference room in media? Yeah. Um, he, had been, he had been chained to it. Right? Was that well, the deal? No, no, no. He had he sex just, with somebody on the table. He just banged somebody on the table. They fell asleep. And we're woken up the next morning by business. Oh, is that it? All right. That wasn't in media. That was here, wasn't it? No, nah, it was media. No, somebody else did it here. Okay. <laughs> All right, anyway, uh, Danny, uh, and then he worked at uh, WYSP. He was going up against us. We actually met him at a nice event, guy. and we got along great. He yeah. comes over. So when you hear all these things that are like these protracted battles that you hear on air, he you know, we go, hey, Danny, hey, how are you? It's totally fine. There was no, you know. Although he did tell us, he goes, listen, he goes, the management, they're telling me to come after you guys. He's <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. You, haven't, you, haven't, you haven't done anything to me, and I'm. that would be stupid for yeah. me to try to wage some kind of radio war against you guys. And we like you. We yeah. had, we've yeah. had him on a number of times yeah. as, as a guest. Yeah. He's a great guest. Yeah, he's 61 today. So happy birthday, Danny Bonaducci, sir. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question, when are you, where are you supposed to move if you are directed to move upstage in the theater? 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go to Jimmy, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Jimmy, how you doing? How you doing? Good. All right, Jimmy, so where are you supposed to move if you're asked to move upstage? You're supposed to be walking away from the audience. You are correct, Hang on. That is away from the audience. I would think it'd be the other way, toward the audience, upstage, but nope, the other way. Jimmy, hang on the line. We are going to set you over the carload pass up to four people to see Steel Panther at the Circle Drive-In Theater in Scranton. And that is on Saturday, September 12th. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Just real quick, which one is stage left and right? Are you looking at the audience? You're looking at the, or no, I'm sorry, you're on the stage. On yeah. the stage. Facing the audience. Facing the audience. And that, that, those are your directions. Okay, right. got it. So if you go stage right and you're facing the audience, it would be to your right. If you're facing the stage, it's the opposite ah! way. So, yeah. Got it. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into this. Brian Austin Green and his wife Megan Fox split earlier this year. He's not happy with how it's playing out. 
He recently vented his frustration on Instagram, clearly mocking a picture that Fox had posted with her new love, Machine Gun Kelly, <laughs> with the same caption, My heart is yours. His photo included their three boys, though. So, Damn, you know. I can see why you might be a bit agitated. She's gone from zero to 60 well, that's, on this. That's what the deal yeah, is. Yeah. So a source tells people that Green is hurt that she's moved on uh, so publicly as well. She said, Brian is annoyed that she's so focused on her relationship with Machine Gun Kelly. He doesn't understand the need to post so, <laughs> to post social media pictures with silly captions to proclaim her love for him. He hasn't been on social media a lot, has he? Uh, I guess That's not. basically yeah. everything on I social know. media. You uh, immediately <laughs> proclaim your love. Yeah. That's why I don't do it. I just don't I don't do that. I it's so cliché. In the beginning know? of all this, there were things I used to do that I like I'm no, I'm never doing that again. I yeah, it, it, because it is so cliché mm-hmm. yeah. and it's you, you're it's it's an echo chamber. Steve, yeah. I had asked you about somebody that we know. I said is is so and so um on the outs with the with the boyfriend, and we, we didn't know. And then I saw another post of a new guy, and it was like, "Yeah, <laughs> you are my light, my you world. Were, you were my world. You <laughs> were the stars in, in the this dark sky. tunnel. You're a candle exposing <laughs> the way on my journey. Yeah. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. About, when I met you at Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> what about the guy from three weeks ago? Uh-huh. That was your light and your Don't, journey. And it, it can't <laughs> help but reflect poorly upon your commitment to any relationship mm. when you can do a 180 like that. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, uh, the source says they aren't even divorced yet. It definitely annoys Brian, and it stings a bit, too, that Megan moved on so quickly. Megan was always very private, so Brian just doesn't get what changed. What the f*** is this? Uh, Fox and Kelly were first linked in May. Uh, Fox and Green had announced their split soon after, but first he had defended her against the rumors. He said everybody is judgmental right now that she's out of the country working. She's not around. We travel and we work. It's no different than before. We're just no longer together. This is what we've been doing for 15 years. Uh, when one person is traveling and working, the other person is will step in and take care of things at home and the kids, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, she was out banging around. <laughs> she was banging around. But I, I like him. I've always liked him. Me too. Uh, and uh, he was actually a good action uh, star on the Terminator TV series. Oh, yeah. So he's good. He should be working more. So Green, he has been caring for the sons that he shares with her, Noah, Bodie, and Journey. Uh, as she wraps, journey. Uh, wraps up filming her latest film with Kelly. Kid walks around with a soundtrack yes, playing yeah, yeah. all the time. That's how she, instead of bringing a, a, a bell out for dinner, you know, to call kids home, she plays a Journey song. I kind of like that, though. Journey yeah. and Bodie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Bodie from, Both. you know, Point yes. Break. Come on. And Noah, dude, had a huge boat. Yeah. So a lot of good stuff there. Uh, anyhow, they married in 2010 after meeting in 2004, but it's it's, it's kind of... Uh, I can understand it. I, I can certainly see his side of the uh, the argument here, if yeah. there is an argument. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry had to fire their 14-month-old son Archie's night nurse on her second shift for being, quote, unprofessional and irresponsible. She must have been hot. This is according to a new biography <laughs> oh, okay. uh, called Finding Freedom uh, that just came out on Tuesday. Meghan and Harry, this is according to the author's, uh, Megan and Harry felt that they were forced to let go, uh, let the nurse go in the middle of her second night of work for being unprofessional and irresponsible. They said the Duke and Duchess of Sussex hired a second night nurse who, quote, did a fine job. Uh, but after the experience with their first nanny, neither found themselves comfortable sleeping through the night without going to check on Archie Is it regularly. Something I did? <laughs> We don't want you here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm here for the night nurse job. You're hired. You're hired. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, soon after, they took on night duties themselves. This is a rather fine-looking woman. Would you say nothing? <laughs> and hired a nanny to help out during the day. I always think of it like the night nurse. I can't help but think of this, and especially with the royals and all that stuff, of the omen. Remember the oh, nurse yeah. that they had? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, the, the two nurses, oh, the my... one. This is for you, Damien. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's one of my favorite freaky characters it's of great. all time. Oh, yeah. and the, the, main, the main psycho, who just looks horrible yeah. in bad lighting. Yep. Uh, me... <laughs> <laughs> Go Did check. you, are you hearing this music? Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the trio has found a new home in Santa Barbara after staying at Tyler Perry's $20 million L.A. home for several weeks. After complaining about intrusion from the paparazzi. They're and, staying with Pauly Shore. And filing suit after several took shots of Archie in the home's backyard. Uh, they opted for a private $10 million home in the super-exclusive Santa Barbara Enclave, Montecito. I love when they keep trying to position this as they're sort of, they just want to be in the real world. They just want to, they want to be part of the real thing. And they're, they're in these incredible places. Right. They can't, they're never going to be free of that lifestyle by the very fact of who they are. Well, their neighbors are going to include Oprah Winfrey and Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> and Mark Summers. Both of whom uh, know the couple personally. So, yeah, does, yeah, does Mark live in that Mark area? Mark lives right across from... I know he lives by Oprah, but Oprah could have several houses. It's true. So I, I guess know. you're right. I thought it was... St- does Mark live in Santa Barbara? I'm not I sure. I think so, yeah. yeah so okay, I think that's the main house. He's going to have royal neighbors. <laughs> Maybe you can get him on the show. Yeah. This makes both uh, first-time homebuyers as Harry previously lived in palaces owned Harry? by his... Royal family and Meghan previously rented a home in L.A. and then in Toronto. So this is their first time homebuyers. And apparently um, things are sort of smoothing over as we expected they would with the uh, the royal family back in London. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll go their way. By the way, uh, TMZ reports said Oprah had suggested the private community to them. She owes a she owns a 90 million dollar 42-acre estate. How big is the house? Ellen, feet? Ellen lives in a $27 million compound. I have no idea uh, how big Oprah's estate is. But, I was uh, looking at one of these estates. I don't know who it belongs to, but their, um, basically their mudroom coming into the house is almost three-quarters the size of my entire house. <laughs> I believe it. I, I thoroughly believe it. For the kind of money they can throw around, they, they definitely they, they get it all. Well, the lead-up to Claire Crawley's upcoming, or should we say uh, Tashia Adams' upcoming season of Bachelorette remains as wild as ever. Oh, it's so incredible. With host Chris Harrison leaving the set and all kinds of clues emerging about Crawley's status. So, you know, Claire Crawley um, was... They were doing a make good for her, and she's a little bit older. That was the big sell on Claire Crawley. Is That's that she's right. a bit older. Yep. But apparently Claire Crawley... Uh, there were two things that happened. Uh, the show got sort of lambasted for not having a, a lot of people of color represented, so they wanted to act on that. But and also, Claire Crawley apparently she found love. Got, <clears throat> found love. Got yeah. pre-involved with someone before the show started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so underway. you got You got to be legitimately single. Sometimes the show is nothing about if if not honest. <laughs> uh, Harrison appears to have left to drop off his son at college in Texas, and fans are legit freaking out, writing things like "What the heck is happening in Bachelor World?" and also they wrote "Free Britney." What's uh, going on? The entire cast and crew—they're <laughs> literally tearing me apart. You're ripping me apart. <laughs> How are you going to do this? Calm down. <laughs> Change the channel. The entire cast and crew is reportedly locked. You're ripping me apart! 
is reportedly in lockdown in Palm Springs <laughs> for COVID reasons. So it's to be determined if Harrison will have to quarantine for two weeks when he returns. Uh, meanwhile, Adams has reportedly taken over for Crawley, who found love early on with Dale Moss. Uh, ABC has dropped a new promo that fans believe dropped hints about Crawley's exit with images of her throwing off, throwing her roses on the floor and dropping a pair of shoes before she runs off. What? Okay. I don't know. How dare she? <laughs> the gall. Chris Harrison, though, is um, an expert at the subtle manipulation. manipulation. Mm-hmm. Yep. And these dummies, a lot of times, especially the bachelors, the, the bachelorettes are a little bit more, um, are sh- a little sharper. But the, uh, the the guys are so easily manipulated. And he does, he's like with um, Survivor, with uh, Jeff. Um, Probst, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Same, same deal. They, they're really good at it. Uh, E.T. has published shots of crawling on set, raising new questions about why she returned to the resort or if she never left. Not that E.T. Why did you, why did you come back to the resort? <laughs> this is the entertainment tonight. Is that your home planet? Extraterrestrial. Okay. Uh, ABC and Warner Brothers have yet to confirm the Bachelorette switch up and have not mentioned Adams on social media. So it's none of it is You fully... think you've been finger blasted. Oh, you my God. Oh, my God. Dude, you do Follow have giant... I have giant fingers. <laughs> And they glow. Absolutely. <laughs> Turn on your flashlight. Turn on your flashlight. <laughs> hey, um, does anybody What's watch that, the Bachelor? I'm stuck on like <laughs> e- ET finger blasting the uh, Bachelorette. Uh, what, what are you saying, Casey? Any, we talk about the Bachelor, Bachelorette. Has anybody really even watched it? You know what I ended up watching? They they on. did sort of a uh, they they actually did about a month and a half ago. They were doing sort of the best ofs oh. and creating these sort of little. Specialty clip shows, and uh, I watched a little bit, and everything that I have always thought was confirmed by you know I I I watched them in the beginning when they first came on. I was like, oh, this seems interesting. Let's see how this plays out. As with anything, we talked about it with the real world when the real world first came on uh, MTV. Okay, then in season three and four, people just became I'm going to be this character in the real world. I'm Puck. Yeah, and that's it. (laughs) Right, uh, and I know you hate the fact that we talk about it, Casey, but I only like it because Steve doesn't. <laughs> I love you. I love her. I'm. It's I'm, huge too. It's yeah. huge. So it's the people that actually watch it, thinking, "Oh my God, they're they're really finding love. They're oh, finding each other." But they're from what I understand, more people watch it. Kind of the way you watch Sharknado, Steve. Yes. You're not watching yeah. it because this, this is like something totally believable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, no, but like, uh, no, my wife loves, uh, what is it, uh, 90 Day Fiance? Yeah. Stuff oh, like that. That's oh, another popular one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those my, things are hilarious, too. My friends love. In, in a ridiculous way. There's one where, um, oh, shoot, what's it called? They're, they're all convicts, and they, like, get. Shut up. Yeah, they get involved with oh, people God. that are in jail. Oh my and, like, God! Oh, oh, I, see that? Like I'd be that. down with that. Because yeah. there, there was a there was a documentary about women who go after guys on death row. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, sign me up for that. All yeah. right, I got more stuff yeah, to get yeah. to. Let's go with this uh, with while well, widespread reports of toxic workplace environment recently plagued the Ellen DeGeneres show and sparked an investigation by Warner Media. She has her defenders among celebrities and coworkers alike. Uh, Stephen Twitch Boss, he's the the house DJ. He's been yes. with them since 2014. Tells Us Weekly that while DeGeneres and the show are aren't perfect they're not toxic either he said we can't speak too much legally about it but i'll say this there's been love obviously there's love. Uh, uh, some things to address but from my standpoint and from countless others there's been love i'll just love. leave it leave it at that until there's a time when we can address more publicly 
Uh, there's been love. Love. And there'll continue to be. <laughs> love. Exactly. Uh, after reports of the hostile work environment went viral, uh, Ellen sent a note to her staff saying, on day one of our show, I told everyone in our first meeting that the Ellen DeGeneres show would be a place of happiness. No one uh, would ever raise their voice, and love. everyone would be treated with respect. Obviously, something changed, and I am disappointed to learn that this has not been the case. So you're all fired. And for that, for that, Every stick. Get out. I am sorry. Steve, I finally watched uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like when uh, Ford Jr. comes into the the, <laughs> the assembly line and turns everything off. And yeah. he's like. Everyone's looking up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he just lays down the law. Uh, and for that, she says, I'm sorry. Anyone who knows me knows the opposite of what I believe. Uh, it's the opposite of what I believe and what I had hoped for our show. They're all fired. They're all fired. <laughs> Uh, let's see. How about this? Howie Mandel, Sofia Vergara, and Heidi Klum have all shared their well wishes for Simon Cowell, who broke his back over the weekend and is recovering after a six-hour surgery. Electric bike case. Uh, the team talked to E and Mandel. Mandel told the outlet, uh, the latest I've heard is that after a six-hour operation and some fused discs and the rod put in his back yesterday, he would be up, he was up on his feet already He's already mobile, so as I've been saying to a few other people, I wouldn't count out seeing Simon again before you back. before this season ends. No, that was E, not E T. I'm sorry. Yeah, so uh, yeah. So they, I think, and somebody was pointing out is uh, about the uh, these bikes, and people aren't familiar with anything that's electric powered, even like a Tesla, right? That you immediately go. You know, right. and I think that's right. There's no ramping down. Right, right. And so that, he ran out of battery, and it just died on him. It stopped. I think that's it. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Well, yeah. some, I mean, listen, I almost had a major crash um, a little over a week ago. You get hurt, he's out. I came real. I Steve, I don't. I'm sorry, ET. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't fall off the bike head, like you know, um, head over heels, head over heels, and all that because ass over tea kettle, ass over tea kettle, because uh, I was. Booking. I was going probably twenty between twenty and twenty five miles per hour, and I was standing up pedaling, and the gear slipped on me, and my feet com- came completely off the pedals. And it's electric bike? No, oh, no, 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 electric bike. Come on. Remember yeah. how messed up uh, the bottle was after yeah. a bike accident? I mean, it can, you can really, really hurt you yourself. Really so you really have to be careful. Speaking of hurting yourself, David Arquette has emotional and physical scars from his stint as a pro wrestler. I didn't know how bad. He had gotten hurt. He discusses his near fatal match two years ago. He said, "I thought I was dying." I well, I remember we talked about me seeing pictures of him appearing to be next to a wrestling ring, and he was bleeding. Yeah. So what happened? He was accidentally stabbed in the neck Whoa. with a cylindrical light bulb during a so-called death match with Nick Gage, and he said, "I got out of the ring and I was totally lost. I couldn't see and I couldn't hear." Uh, his ordeal is documented in You Cannot Kill David Arquette, which is out on demand August 28th. He said there was a certain carefree daredevil aspect about the way I lived previously, but I didn't want to die. We married Courtney Cox. Uh, with the death match, I was doing it on purpose. I was feeling pain to numb pain. Afterwards, I realized I needed to be kind to myself. Yeah, well, he's, was bad. He's, he's, you know, recovering alcoholic. He's been through a whole bunch of stuff. I like him. I've always liked him. and uh, But I didn't realize, as per your assessment, Preston, how committed he was to this wrestling yeah. thing. I just thought it was one of these, okay, we'll do a little stunt, get a little video. He was all in. Yeah, what was the, the wrestling movie? Ready that, to Rumble. Was it? 
Yeah, that was with him and who was it? Scott Oliver Platt. Okay. Yeah. Yes, Oliver Platt was the the wrestler. Yeah, yeah they, they, the retired. The they, retired. They, they were bringing him back into yeah. the uh, yeah. fold. Uh, let's see what else I have here for you. TikTok's famous Donald Trump impersonator. It says here. I think she's a lip syncer. Uh, Sarah Cooper. I've seen her. Yeah, yeah she's good. Oh, she's great. She's really good. Uh, she's now booked for a Netflix special. Uh, the upcoming project will feature a variety special full of vignettes dealing with issues of politics, race, gender, class, and other light subjects. There's a kid who does. It's a kid's tenor, but a spot-on Donald Trump impression. Okay. Oh, really? Hilarious. There's also a guy named Jay Calvin, I think that's his name, who does a spot-on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just, you turn, you don't even look, right. and, and it, it sounds You like can go for him. the broad stuff. It's the subtleties right. that uh, make it really work. Netflix announced in a press release on Wednesday, the 42-year-old will be joined by a fantastic array of special guests who will participate in short interview sketches and more Hey, Tyra Tyra Banks has spiked engagement rumors. Oh! After being spotted with a... I acted like I cared. I'm sorry. (laughs) A significant sparkler on her finger. Uh, The 46-year-old was photographed leaving her Santa Monica theme park Model Land. Is that open yet? I don't think it's... If they've opened Disney, why can't they open Model Land? All right, I may be wrong. I'm just assuming that Model Land is not open, but it may very, very well be open. You must be this hot to ride this ride. (laughs) She (laughs) was with boyfriend Louis Belanger Martin. My name is Louis Belanger Martin. Uh, The pair were first linked in October 2019. But they're wondering if maybe they might be engaged. So uh, she's never sure. been married, has she? Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, Sumner Redstone, a mogul who turned his drive-in theater business into a media empire that touches every area of entertainment, has died at the age of ninety-seven. So there's a personal connection. We were best friends. No, when I first, <laughs> when I, uh, when I, my first broadcast job on a morning show was for Q104 in New York, which is at that time was a Viacom station, mm-hmm. radio station. Viacom sold off its radio stations. But the boss of boss of bosses of bosses was Sumner Redstone. And I remember going over to the building to get my um, my card and the whole thing where Sumner Redstone's office and everything was. And you could sort of go up and see, you know, how many floors were his. The I mean, classic old style yeah. mogul, you know, with different entrances and all this stuff. It was amazing. But Sumner Redstone was there all the time. Did you ever meet him? Or I saw him? him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, his uh, daughter and the Viacom CBS chair, Shari Roadstone, or Redstone, sorry, said, uh, my father led an extraordinary life that not only shaped entertainment as we know it today, but created an incredible family legacy. And res- and restaurants, Preston. Is, is no, it no, really? No, no, no. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, through it all, we shared a great love for one another, and he was a wonderful father, grandfather, and great-grandfather. I am so proud to be his daughter, and I will miss him always. Uh, Bob Backish, president and CEO of Viacom CBS, recalled Redstone, a brilliant visionary operator and deal maker who single-handedly transformed a family-owned drive-in theater company into a global media portfolio. <laughs> Dude. Dude. I mean, let me look at the picture. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it was 97. <laughs> yes. Uh, they have, they, whenever like a guy like Sumner Redstone passes away, the clickbait things pop up of the wealthiest guys in the world and their wives. Oh, I know. And it oh. is like watching a, a lab experiment gone awry. It, yep. It's like 
these wizened, you know, hunched over, you know, contorted, fleshy messes next to stunning women. Oh, Anna Nicole. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, what was I forgot name? the guy's name, but that whole thing. What the hell was that family's name? Yeah. Uh, it was just. Because you gave me more pudding. Oh, sure, sweetie. Yep, but yep. she became a mess. That type of thing. Uh, let's see. I made a poo poo. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> oh, I made a poo poo in my chair. Comes with the territory. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. <laughs> There with the bucket and the uh, the sponge. <laughs> millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Just keep telling yourself. What whatever. was his name? It's up on the screen. Uh, J. Howard Marshall. That's it. And Marshall. you know, oh. the oh, son. Daughter. The son fought that. That. Oh, yeah. Because she had laid claim to his half his money, and the 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 son actually died. That's yeah. how long the the yeah. court proceedings took. I remember. It's it incredible. On and on. He died. She died. <laughs> the just... daughter's still. How old's the daughter now? I thought she had a son. No. She, she has oh, a the son died. She I has want her a son. buried with her son. Remember <laughs> yeah. that? The yeah. judge saying that whole thing? But I want her buried. No, she has a, a daughter. Okay. Um, And there's a... Wow. I, I want her buried. That's it? I want her buried with a son. Yeah. yeah. I want to... There's no, there's no shout. This is not This is not a happy moment. Yeah. Her daughter is 13 now. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yes, uh, Danny Lynn. Danny Lynn, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Larry Burkhead was the guy. Okay, well, moving on. I have one more story, and then we got to get to the clips. Saturday Night Live star Maya, Maya Rudolph is super psyched to play Kamala Harris now that the senator has been selected as Joe Biden's running mate. Uh, she told EW uh, Entertainment Weekly of Biden's pick, that's spicy. <laughs> Not you, EW. She okay. said, that's spicy. Uh, Rudolph is Emmy nominated for her portrayal of uh, Harris on SNL. John Mulaney will be taking the role of uh, Biden. And Alec Baldwin has historically taken the role of Donald Trump. We'll see if he continues to do that. It's funny because as these things shifted, now these different politicians were up during the Democratic primaries, you know, all that going on. Everyone's like wondering who's going to get this because yeah. I'm going to have a paycheck. Totally. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Oh, and then one more thing, Casey, you had asked about uh, Mulan. Yes. Uh, and right now, the live-action remake will debut on Disney Plus beginning September 4th, and Disney will make it available for uh, $29.99 for streamers, the streamers' 60 million customers. So they, they're going to have to charge for that Well, so it's if, a $200 million budget. Yeah, so if you sit down with your family and you uh-huh. figure, if you, your, your whole family, right, yeah. Yeah. sits down and watch, that's, that's a, actually, you're actually saving. Cheaper. Yeah. Cheaper than taking, you know, a family of four to the were theater. You, were you a fan of the animated Mulan? No. I honestly didn't see it till about a year and a half ago. And what did you think? I, I, was like, I was like, I've never seen this movie. My kids were like, <gasps> you're kidding me. They, I like the song. They love it. Yeah. Uh, it was good. But I it think didn't it's okay. Grab me. No, no, the same for me. Yeah. And I, heard, I, I, I don't know if I was suffering from everyone's raving on it, and so it couldn't hold up to what they were telling me. I just thought it was mid-level. Mm. I mean, there's so much good stuff from yeah. Disney. It's hard to, you know, everything's not going to be tops. But maybe this live action will be badass. We'll see. Ready for the clips? Let's oh, yeah. do those now. Here we go. This summer, fan favorite house guests from previous seasons battle it out on Big Brother All Stars. Oh boy! Uh, yeah, in this clip, Julie Chen Moonves reveals her favorite Big Brother house guest of all time. Here we go. I have to say, season two winner Dr. Will Kirby. Here was a guy 
who told you to his face he's going to backstab lie don't trust him and he skated to win that kind of summed up like wow you really have to expect the unexpected in this game i don't give a f- um <laughs> the fact that she sticks with the moon vez that's uh that's pretty wild yeah yeah they're Split, right? No, they're together. They 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 stay together. What was the story? He was messing around. Uh, yes, big uh, time, uh, big big yeah. buyout from CBS because he was he was in that Weinstein realm, not as bad as Harvey Weinstein. There are but... so many of these. I've forgotten yeah. who all is involved. Uh, the first eviction of Big Brother All Stars happens tonight, eight o'clock. That's on CBS. Here's the next clip. Shark Week is back, despite COVID nineteen giving us everything we love about sharks, including air jaws. And in this clip, shark expert Jeff Kerr expands on his journey to become a shark lover. Here we go. At first, you know, I was petrified of sharks. I never thought I'd be doing this for a living. I never thought I'd be filming sharks for 30 years now. But after you've experienced a shark in the water, and more and more people are doing that now, you become fascinated by these animals. They're they're just mesmerizing to see in the water uh, just how graceful they are, how majestic they are, how big they are. Very impressive, the great whites. There she blows! Uh, The 20th anniversary of Shark Week's Air Jaws uh, premieres tonight at 8 on Discovery Channel. Is that what they jump up? out of the water yeah it's been okay. it's it's cool you know when you go and it's something that you see if you go to the aquarium you go to the uh, adventure aquarium here uh, a lot of times the seals will swim upside down because they're looking down for predators coming up at them right and that's a that's a, a natural way that they've evolved into swimming so yeah. uh it's the, the footage that always just tugs at your heartstrings pressed and there's a there's a killer whale that's swimming around yeah and there's a i guess it's an otter or a seal Jumps out of the water onto somebody's boat to get away to get from away, it. Get away, like, yeah. <gasps> uh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that is uh, it's on tonight, 8 o'clock. And there you go. That's what I got in the entertainment report. We're going to take a break. A reminder, we have a chance for you to win a car load, which is four people, uh, for Burt Kreischer. Yeah. Live and drive-in this Sunday, Citizens Bank Park. We're going to be hosting the event. Uh, so listen up. We'll have your chance to grab that. Back in a little bit. So, still spending more time at home than not? Get me out of here! Well, let us help you make the best of it. Because this weekend, MMR presents a fill-in-the-block house party. Excuse me? Yeah. Where we invite ourselves over. Why are you in my kitchen? And we bring the music. Around the clock blocks of all your favorite bands. We queue up the first two songs and then slot in your request for the third. Rounding out the block. Whether you're deep into a best two out of three Monopoly game, tackling a French recipe off the internet, or working your way through a cold six-pack while harvesting the backyard garden, (laughs) have us over this weekend. We'll for sure wear a mask. MMR's fill-in-the-block house party. Now that's what I'm talking about. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your block off. By the way, 15th annual I Bleed for Presidency Blood Drive is a go. It's going to be a different way this time around because obviously we have uh, COVID-19 restrictions and um, the the Red Cross needs help. They need blood. Yes. And so we figured out a way to make this work. So instead of one single location, which, by the way, we had the largest one in the country last year. Very, very proud of that. Um, but we want to get whatever we can, anything at all. We're not going to aim for this gigantic goal because things are different. Uh, but we're going to do what we can, like I said. So three separate locations this time around. It's Friday, August 21st, and we'll be at the Fillmore in Philly, the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks, and also the FOP Lodge in Northeast Philly. And you have to make an appointment online to donate, um, but uh, just check in at WMMR.com. 
Donation times are going to vary by location, so we're going to ask you to be a little bit fluid with this. It'll be between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Uh, following all social distancing guidelines. They're very, very aware and very, very fastidious on making sure that everything is the way it should be with the Red Cross, so you have yeah. nothing to worry about. It's the Red Cross. Yeah, and uh, just check the eligibility guidelines while you're online, too, so we make sure that you're not wasting anybody's time or taking up a spot. And all donors get the newest Preston Steve T-shirt, which we haven't revealed yet. You know what? Again, as you said, we had a, a record last year, and we'll, we're just looking to get what we can get, but we yep. would certainly accept a uh, an incredible turn. Turnout. So yep. we'll see how we do. So please do it uh, and get signed up now. All right, Marissa, how are we doing? It's ready. All right. So if you're interested in winning tickets to see Burt Kreischer, we're going to do a secret text word kind of thing. But instead of texting secret, you text the word Burt, B-E-R-T. And we're going to send a word back to you. And later yep. on, we're going to ask for you to call in with that secret word. And you win. You get to go to the show on Sunday. Annabelle. And Annabelle <laughs> will be there. No, Steve and I will be there. Uh, we're actually hosting. We get to bring Bert on, sort of. We're going to have, uh, we're going to be, we're going to be actually, because you listen on your car radio. Yes. You sit in your car and you listen on your radio, but Bert is right there live in front of you. He's done a bunch of these. And we will be coming through your speakers like always. It'll be a first for you to hear us through your car. (laughs) It will be interesting because we'll be on location broadcasting to just this small area. Just these cars. Yep. Uh, So it'll be kind of interesting. But we're just going to be making announcements and telling everybody what they need to know. And then we get to bring Bert on officially, which is going to be cool. And I look forward to seeing him. My son, Carter, loves Bert. So he's going to go with me. And he's going to be my driver. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, there's, there's a number of stories that I think need some attention, so I gotta dig them out of a little thing we call my junk drawer, and I wanna dive into this and maybe share a thing or two. Let's see what we have here. Well, there's something I wasn't familiar with, and, uh, it happens in a heat wave. Some people claim that they get a phenomenon known as summer penis. Summer penis. Have you guys ever heard... Of summer penis before? Uh, no, I know the song, the summer penis. It makes you feel fine. Yeah. Uh, no, it is known as summer penis, and it's where higher temperatures cause the penis to appear bigger. Oh man! Uh-huh. Well, I'll take that. What was your comment? No, I understand that. You I do? mean, yeah, it's a little bit warmer down there. Things get like a blood flows better. But yeah, things are heating up. Well, yeah. it would stand to reason that you would have a, in the winter. So colder makes it shrink, right? This is not to be confused with summer penile syndrome. Oh boy, where men suffer with itchy, painful bites on their genitals. I've never heard of that either. Uh-uh. Well, it depends on the hooker. Yeah, so that's summer penile syndrome. Uh, is, are we talking bites from? Insects? I don't really know because this Who's article... Who's doing the biting or this, what's doing the biting? This article is about summer penis. It's not about summer penile syndrome. Okay. So I don't know much. Marissa could look up the info on summer penile Summer syndrome. penile syndrome. Uh, the term summer penis was coined by Tracy Moore of Mel Magazine, or M-E-L Magazine. It's Mel's Diner. Uh, what's that? It's a, a female came out with it? I don't know. Yeah. Some guys are named Tracy. Yeah, like, I guess uh, you're right. You know. Uh, but anyhow, back in 2018, God, a girl came up with that. It's like a guy making a, coming up with a bra. Oh, wait, that, that's, that's what happened. Yeah, happen. yeah, yeah. Uh, experts have since agreed that it is a real thing. Moore spoke to Orlando-based urologist uh, Jamin Brahmabat about the phenomenon, and he confirmed that temperature 
can cause a change, but said it isn't actually a seasonal one. He said, summer or winter, your penis should remain the same. So what are we talking, like a, a five to six inch gain? Yeah, something about that <laughs> yeah, size. Yeah. yeah. It doubles in size. Dear God. Uh, when it's cold outside. You're... I know, it just happened overnight. Uh, when it's cold out, he said, when it's cold outside, your body does try to maintain its internal heat, and therefore things may appear to be more contracted. Like uh, an accordion. Uh, blood vessels near the skin contract to maintain the internal heat. However, this type of body heat regulation should not affect the overall size of your penis. Oh, well, what's the big deal then? When it's hot you outside, just have sweaty junk. Your body does try to evaporate the heat through sweat. He said also, when it's hot outside, you may take in more water, which may in combination with the sweating make it appear like your body or skin is bloated. And they <laughs> May give this you, is so attractive. That may give you the perception that things are larger. Uh, so your penis isn't actually growing. The only thing changing in the heat is the way it looks to you. So, but, however. There are all those tricks that you can do. The the, the grooming of the pubes. Uh, summer penis. Dr. Dudley Danoff, uh, author of The Ultimate Guide to Male Sexual Health, also has his own theory on summer penis. Which is? He claims that it all has to do uh, with... Surfing? No. <laughs> Vacidilation, which is the widening of the blood vessels. Surfing. I don't know. I thought okay. it was summer activity that oh, okay. might make your penis bigger. I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> the expert says that hot temperatures can cause blood vessels to swell to their limit yeah. and be filled to the max with blood making it appear larger. So that would Swell be, to the limit, filled to the max. These are all porn terms. As you guys were saying. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's uh, warmer and, you know, colder things constrict. When you were a single fellow and uh, and going out, uh, would you would you check yourself, check your junk in the mirror to make sure it was presentable in case an encounter occurred? Sure. Do your own little yeah, not grooming, like obsessively right. or anything like that. Would you warm it up in a in a like a uh, uh, like a hot plate just to make it bigger? A hot plate? <laughs> uh, no, I never took that particular. Yeah, I always I always took my my um, hygienic precautions to make sure. sure that there was you know there yeah was, it was it was a pleasant journey if one were to go down there. I didn't start grooming until way later on because that didn't become it wasn't a the thing. thing. No. Until probably the 90s. I'm surprised watching, if you watch 70s porn, that more of those actresses don't end up sneezing. Right. Because a, a lot of times... The hair in their nose? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I know. You're right. I mean, you know, that's now Now everyone just completely looks, you know, complete hardwood. Yeah. yeah. So, or at least groomed. Right. Uh, to some extent. Trimmed back a little bit. Yeah. Marissa, did you find anything about... Uh, what was the, the term? Summer penile syndrome. Yes. It is. It is the result of chigger bites. Chiggers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. No, that's, that's a culprit what? there. How are you getting, like, chigger bites on your nuts? Yeah. How is that happening? I put them I on my I used to get nipples. them on my ankles when I was a kid. I lived in the South. But for, not... For chiggers to work their way all the way there. up... I, Crabs are, are more likely yeah. candidate for, for nibbling at your nuts, which okay. is a beautiful Tony Bennett song. <laughs> this one's called Nibbling at Your Nuts. With <laughs> <laughs> ah, a wonderful time here tonight in San Francisco. This one, clap if you recognize this, it's called Nibbling at Your Nuts. <laughs> I love Tony. <laughs> he can, he's applicable to anything. Uh, okay, that's interesting, yeah, Marissa. So. It's just the reference when it happens there. Sid Connolly on the piano. 
That sounds very sad for... Oh, you think <laughs> nibbling on your nuts is a happy song? Yeah, yeah. that can be kind of, you know... Get a little two-step nice in there. Nice well, done in a delicate manner. Nibbling on your nuts. Okay. Uh, let's see what else we have in the jug drawer. Oh. We've, 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 uh, we've, we've exhausted the yeah. summer penis. Uh, in March 2019, a blockbuster store in Bend, Oregon, became the last remaining blockbuster on Earth. There was and, a documentary made about it, and it's great. Uh, so now the last blockbuster location is available to rent on Airbnb. Would you do that? I would. For a night, totally. And you know what? It's $4. What? That's all it costs. Late fees. <laughs> Maybe. Is that yeah. the same cost? So beginning August 17th, Sandy Harding, the manager of the video rental store since 2004. Sandy! <laughs> has set up the space to recreate the experience of renting a VHS tape and having an old school movie night at home. This is something, uh, and there was, an, uh, again, I was, there was a documentary about this last blockbuster, and there was something, uh, it was a tribute to the horror movies of the 80s I was watching on Netflix, I mean on Shudder, uh, and they were bringing up that legitimate thrill, and it's something you don't get, I know. of, okay, I'm going to the video store. Yeah. And I hope they have this, and I hope they have that. And you would walk around. You could burn up like an hour, hour just, just walking around mm-hmm. and looking. Mm. And you'd have one in one hand. I like the cover art on this one, and, mm-hmm. and all, the whole process. And it was, it was great. Yeah. I loved it. It's akin to to going to the record store too, yeah, and, same and, thing. and those things. Yeah, uh, but it's something that you, now because of immediate accessibility, you don't have it. Well, and you also had to plan your trip there too, because yeah. if you got there on a Friday. Too late, and it's it, it mob, yeah. and all the titles that you want are gone, and then you got to then you got to dig deep. On the off chance you are there, as someone is returning something, oh my god, that you want. <laughs> was the best. So, how many video stores did you belong to? When I I had three that I was a member. Of. I maybe two, but once Blockbuster became so ubiquitous, it was. That was it. I, I had Blockbuster. Buster, I had my one that was more questionable movies. Uh-huh. And then there was one that was just the closest to me. Uh, and they all had... But, but uh, yeah, I mean, that was that was part of the ritual. Yeah. We had Blockbuster in Ardmore, which is, I think, where Wawa is now. Then there was Suncoast Video in Narberth. But then there was... I told you about the guy who had, like, a, a an ice cream-type truck. And you would call him... I truck. <laughs> <laughs> you would call him at the beginning of the night, and he would drive over to your house. So he was, Net- he was Netflix before Netflix. Yes, but yeah. it was also before cell phones. So I don't know if he would, like, stop at a payphone and, like, call his wife and say, like, all right, what other addresses and just make a list. But it was the oh, coolest that's thing. wild, yeah. Yeah. Hey, by the way, what what happened with that show that was going to be about the the place in was it Ardmore? It was or Viva Video, um, well, and it was it good. Was... I it was actually sort of a wraparound for it was on um, Sci Fi. Okay. Yeah, and uh, they were great, and and they were sort of um, all you know movie experts, and they're curating what you're watching. And I just saw the one, and I never saw okay. any others because they still rent movies, VHS yeah. tapes, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and, uh, and DVDs. They right? actually they actually were very generous and got me a video copy of a movie I've been looking for for a long time called Eating Italian, which is a comedy sci-fi. So this place is now a bed and breakfast, but it's for or, or Airbnb for rent. Uh, but it's going to be for a limited time. Uh, a couch in the makeshift living room features a pull-out mattress complete with retro uh, Memphis pattern sheets. After getting cozy in bed, guests can also enjoy their choice of a movie from the store's robust VH VHS collection on a big boxy TV. And there's popcorn <laughs> and other theater snacks that are available you on know, site. That's that's part of it, Steve. That whole excitement of oh, okay, you, you know, you pick out the movie, but then also. 
there was popcorn involved. Usually, like this is a Friday night. Yeah. Like it was a it was an event. It was like okay, well, movie. Popcorn, soda, you know, and then like maybe a snack after the popcorn, like a sweet snack. But you're also renting for the weekend. Yeah. So you got your Friday, oh, you yeah. gotta get, make sure your Saturday's covered, yeah. and then you're pouring for Sunday morning. And also, and also, don't forget, you had to watch it. Yeah. Oh, Because you yeah. have to return it. Yes. And what's the point of paying for it if you're not gonna watch it? Yep. Do you no. remember how expensive <laughs> VHS movies were when they first came out? Like, mm-hmm. I remember I, what did I buy? I forget what I bought. Something, Indiana Jones, maybe, like 70 bucks. No. Oh, yes. Wow, I don't remember that. Wow. Uh, When the bookings open on Airbnb on August 17th, guests will be able to reserve their one-night stay for the 18th, 19th, or 20th. The space is limited to four people with guests uh, from the same household preferred. So it marks the 20th anniversary of the Blockbuster's opening. Uh, so that's what they're doing. I think it's a great idea. They, so Netflix was able to roll and adapt, and now obviously Netflix is the juggernaut that they are because they, I mean, they they were about to go the way of Blockbuster, but then they changed their business model. But Blockbuster for a time, you remember when we had the Blockbuster, you know, um, entertainment center. By the way, I never have done an Airbnb. You guys done them? No. Yeah, I did when I was in um when I was in Europe when I was in uh, Italy. Were you happy I did with a couple it? of it? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It was great. Um, it was perfect, and sometimes the only thing um, sometimes you have a renter who stays a little too long. Like I had, I'd rented, I'd stayed a little longer than my friend, and this woman was like, "Oh, may I take you to get a coffee?" And so we had to like walk and get a coffee together, and then she wanted to talk and like know everything about me. And I oh, was like, "Oh, really? Okay." Do you like lesbian literature? Like you got a piece out, lady. I, I only have twenty four more hours. Right. All right. Uh, what else do I have here? Let's see. We're in the junk drawer. Yeah, we are. I'm Let me sorry. dig in my drawer. Fine here. Uh, all right, so some social media sites are taking new measures to keep their users safe from harassment. Uh, Twitter, for example, is allowing users to decide who can reply to posts, including options for everyone, followers, or people mentioned in the post. And it says that Twitter is helping you shut down lingering reply guys. Uh, other users can still like and share posts. But these measures give people more control over their accounts, particularly those who are victims of cyberbullying or harassment. Do you think we're moving towards the point, and there has been talk about it, because now there are questions about whether uh, because Twitter is um, is selectively taking things on and off and they're sort of having curative control, whether they, you know, whether they should become a pay site where you could pay and have different levels of protection you know, would would you pay? Say, like, no. I know we're not big fans, but I wouldn't. But yeah, but I do think uh, there would be people who would pay, say, like nine bucks a month for a whole bunch of extra features that allows you to completely tailor the experience some, to what you want. Some people, yeah. yeah. I, I would, uh, I would never pay. In fact, I would kind of find it liberating to give me an excuse to, to not, not do it, do it anymore. Yeah. It'd, yeah. it'd be kind of nice. I'd be like, you know what? That's my signal to bail out on this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there's a case to be made, honestly. For every 10 times you go on, how many times do you leave Twitter feeling better? Oh, yeah. That's um, right. Yeah. How many times do you feel uplifted or that that was like I always try to be positive yeah. and, and I always try to do all the, the there are actually people who will bristle at the positivity, you know, right. so, so it's like you're damned if you do and damned if you don't bristle at the positivity. Yeah. yeah. Like, in other words, you, you know, there, there are things going on. I, I know there are things going on in the world, but you also it's OK. Oh, to embrace oh, it. oh, oh. So how can you focus on this when there's, when there's real that, problems? Yes. And it's like I I, I I like leaving it happy. And sometimes I do like there was a 
a video yesterday or the day before of this little girl with cerebral palsy and yes. she's walking up the stairs for the first time and it was yeah. how um, could you have an issue with that? It yeah. was so wonderful. Yeah. And I probably saw something after that that completely neutralized that right. in my mind. I don't remember, but I, 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 you know, it's a good idea to tap out the moment you feel good. Well, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like there's good advice. Yeah. This feels good. Yeah. It's almost like self pleasuring. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, okay, done. Yeah. It's the equivalent of not leaving the basketball court until you make a shot. Right, so you see, you know, you go because I do it all the time. It's like I can't leave until I make this three pointer, and then you make the three pointer, you grab your basketball, and you leave. Right, and you leave okay. feeling good. I made, I mean, I made a good shot, and it's the same thing with Twitter. It's like I should probably do that more. Well, the the, the mute button is such a great in- invention, and it, it, there's a mute button on Instagram as well. Is there anything for uh, for Facebook that constitutes a, a, can, a yeah. mute function? Yeah. You can unfollow okay. somebody. Yeah. I don't go on Facebook. So far, like uh, you know. Uh, yesterday or the day before, I got I got a haircut. First one since COVID, so I, it had been getting out of hand. And I was like, okay, I'll take a picture. First haircut, posted it. You know, and then one guy just posts, "Who cares?" Uh. And I'm like, "Why do you follow? Why did you? Why did you ever click the follow button in the first place?" I don't. I don't wrap my mind. I, I don't get I don't that. Get it. So I, I said, "See ya." Yeah. See you later, dude. Yeah. And you, obviously, you I don't want to be I, here. I care. <laughs> yeah, so. I care. I'm, yeah. I, you don't have yeah. to care, but why do you say, who cares? It's just... Yeah. It's taking the time. It goes against my own logic. So, anyway, uh, they're going to be offering some more control over things like that. So, some of the social media sites are doing that. What else do I got here for you? Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. This is this is an interesting scenario. A groom-to-be says that his future wife's cousin is trying to score a free wedding reception by getting married on the same day as he and his fiance. And I'll explain. All right. So according to him, the cousin wants to get married in a courthouse and then come to his reception later on that same afternoon. Uh-huh. The seemingly frustrated groom-to-be posted his story on Reddit's forums where he explained, My fiance Nicole and I had chosen our wedding date, booked the venue, notified the immediate members of the family of the date, and the pending save-the-date mailings. Nicole's cousin, Amber, found out that we had announced the date and called Nicole upset that we had booked the wedding on her wedding date. We were confused because Amber and her boyfriend weren't even engaged. But she and her boyfriend claimed that they knew that was the date they were getting married. Uh, They were going to do a courthouse wedding with their families and then wanted to come to our wedding. And he says that he was worried that uh, she would try to take over their reception. So they're not buying this notion that this was something that was in the works and that they're simply trying to piggyback on their celebration. But that would be negated anyway because they didn't publicly announce right. that date. So you can't know. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, you can't triple stamp a double stamp. <laughs> you can't, Lloyd. No. Um, no. I, 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 yes. They go to the event and then... But, it, but, but how many people were supposed to attend this this not, court ceremony? Not many. I, I don't think so. But but the question is is whether or not they're trying to scam a free it sounds that wedding way. reception. So he goes on to say, I stood my ground and I told Amber that her boyfriend... Uh, that if they got married on our wedding day, they wouldn't be welcome. He said, and I let the planner and venue staff, uh, and I, I would let the planner and venue staff know that they would be turned away. They'd be bounced I'd, out of there. And I'd be willing to hire extra staff to make sure they refused entry. Uh, we also found out that the boyfriend just lost, had lost his job. Well, which right. just cements my thoughts that they're trying to get a free reception out of Mine and my fiance. I want me and my fiance. I bet you that's been done before. I bet you people have sort of 
Well, I piggybacked on other events like that. I, I probably see that happening more with like birthday parties. Um, you know, like sort of piggybacking on somebody else. Oh, well, it's so and so's birthday too, and you people know, letting, like you, and pe- yeah, and people, yeah. you know, making sure people are aware. So maybe a couple of gifts are brought. It's a tacky move, though. Yeah, yeah the last sure. thing you want, the last thing any any bride I've ever encountered wants is to split the day with someone else. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. No, it's your day. It's yeah. your special day. <laughs> that is the day that girls dream about. For, like, their entire lives. I, I dreamt about it all my life. When yeah. I was a kid, I was reading Bride magazine. Right, yeah. right. I you know how it is. All right, so anyhow, it sounds like uh, he thinks that she's trying to scam. Sounds like they're going to get their asses kicked if they show up. and get on. I'm sorry, I got distracted. I got a, I got a text here. It says, <laughs> Preston, the gift card you sent me hasn't shown up yet. Oh, shut up, Kyle. <laughs> that is Kyle, right? Right. Kyle, I it's it's actually in an envelope. If you missed it, what? I, I apparently I never made good on a bet for Kyle. I bet him a hundred dollars in a case of beer about who our fe- first guest was on. He I thought proved, it was five thousand dollars. Prove me I was wrong. <laughs> I actually have it in in the envelope, made out to him and his address and everything. I think it's sitting in my car. Oh, I got to make sure. But I went to I went to the post office in Royersford, right? Because it was wherever I was nearby. Yeah. And there was a line. There was like three people standing <laughs> outside, and I stood there. I stood there for like 20 minutes, and the line didn't budge, and it pissed me off, and I'm like, I'm out of here. Yeah. And, and so, sorry, Kyle. I have it. It's ready to go. I'll get to it. I'm sorry. I needed to address that. Kyle is not going to let this go. He will not let it go. He was going to stay on top of me, and I wanted to address that right now. Sorry about that. Okay. What else for you? Uh, all right. Let me see what you think about this. All right. This is the last item in the junk drawer. The city of Fort Wayne, Indiana, is testing a new app that will allow bicyclists to keep their rides going with more green lights. Wow. It's called Give Me Green. The app links to traffic signals through a smartphone. The technology senses when a cyclist is within 300 feet of an intersection, and it will send a signal to change the light to green. No. Hmm. Okay, no. that that's different than what I thought it was going to be. I could see that being problematic. Now, Casey, you do the most cycling yeah. on the show. And you're saying no. No, I mean, because I'm also a, a motorist. And, so, a, and a dad. And a, I, I am a father. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, and I thought the same thing initially, too. Mm-hmm. And then I gave it a little bit more thought. Okay. And what this is actually going to be like, I think, is not unlike the sensors on the road that you pull up with a car okay. that lets you know that I'm here and the light needs to be, you know, that there's a car here, and when it's my turn, the light should turn green. I thought this was the the, the thing was going to be, it's going to tell you which lights are green in what sequence to keep your journey going, as opposed to actually manually or, or sending a signal to make the light turn green. So it's akin to getting out and pushing the crosswalk button. Right. I so guess instead so. instead of... And, you're, and the bike is usually moving, you know, much slower than cars, obviously. So now it says here that, uh, according to this person, it says uh, the technology senses a cyclist when it's in 300 feet. And um, uh, the program manager, Amy Hartzog, said it doesn't mean the light will be green when you get to the intersection, but it will be much sooner than if you rode over to the button and pushed it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I think okay. that, well, that's I mean, a little bit better it. because yeah. what you don't want is basically... You know, so when an ambulance heads to an intersection, you know, it has that flash and will, allows the light to turn green. Yep. Right. Uh, you don't want, you yeah. know, a, a 3,000 additional, <laughs> quote-unquote, quasi-ambulances driving around flicking the lights on and off. Right. And I don't 
uh, maybe I'm misunderstanding. Maybe this is for, you know, bicyclists and not cyclists, you know, which are, you know, sort of two different. Or unicyclists? Well, no, you know, somebody who's commuting rather than, like, exercising. You know what I mean? Because uh, I know that when I get out there, uh, I try to, especially down the shore, I try to avoid as many lights as possible. I have my little routes that I like to go that have, you know, not as many lights. That way I could just keep cooking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> yeah. How do you handle the bridges there? Because I was just there. Oh, and uh, yeah. Those are narrow, man. So there are certain bridges that I just won't ride in the street over. I, I will just go onto the sidewalk and, okay. and ride on the it. And okay. No, no, I'll, I'll ride it unless there's somebody walking on it, and then I get off and I and I walk it. Um, there's the bridge that goes over from Rio Grande to uh, Wildwood. I won't ride on that the street narrow. there. I won't ride on the street there. Uh, there's a couple of bridges in Cape May where there's a decent uh, size shoulder that I can ride on. Uh, and then there's other ones you just can't avoid, like the bridges that go uh, from Lake Anglesey to Stone Harbor. You have to ride. You have to take up a lane. There's some people I see. I see them driving along on the most narrow streets where there's honestly it's it's really dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't I couldn't ride on those streets. I, Especially I, there's some areas like over in Bryn Mawr and stuff like that. Right. We see on on these and they're and they're out and traffic is zipping by. I, to me, it looks really dangerous. Yeah. So over the years, I've I've gotten more confident. I'm not less any less cautious, but. Um, you know, at a certain point as a cyclist, you have to sort of protect yourself. So if there is no shoulder for you to ride on um, or, you know, if said shoulder has a bunch of like gravel or broken glass, you, you got to get over and, and you have to share the road. But I'm, I'm, I, I try not to be a dick about it, you know, right. because and, and down the shore, especially people, I would say 98 percent of the drivers out there are totally cool. It's a different sort of mentality. People are, you have to drive slower. People are more relaxed, more chill. And then you got 2% who are just a-holes just to be a-holes. Yeah. And then you also have a-hole cyclists as well. Yeah. Oh, in yeah. the city, it's like 30%. It's the worst trying to ride your bike in there. Especially, really? yeah, on mm. the like Sherry Roads. There are some great bike lane roads, but a lot of them are being milled right now. Right. Um, and people will just drive right up to you. And especially roads that like have like... Are you talking about on a bike? But like both, okay. like mm-hmm. it's like a cyclist needs to respect the cars, and the cars need to respect the cyclist. It needs to be you know mutual thing because then even when you're a driver, you have some person who just like starts walking across the street. You don't realize it, and then there's a biker to your left. Is right. it possible it's such a mess? Line of sight is obscured by lantern flies. Probably. <laughs> oh my god! Don't get me started. So Marissa's picture of her balcony is. Oh, I didn't see that. Covered yet. in oh. lantern flies. Yeah, you know, I think did I tell you guys on you the did, did yeah. I say it on it's, the air? It's, no, you didn't. See. Yeah, our um, my. Um, uh, the guy who comes over and does our, our uh, you know, fertilizing all our um, gardening. Thank you. Yeah, uh, landscaping. Landscaping. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and sprays for uh, those, uh, the, the lantern flies. I had said to him, you know, we haven't seen any this year. He's like, yeah, he goes, they're moving to the city. Thanks. <laughs> that they are heading that way. Well, they're there's more to migrating. do there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, nightlife. But they moved at the yeah. wrong time because of the COVID <laughs> stuff. Right? They shut yeah. down the nightlife. So, Marissa, how, so there's a, a picture, and we're, it's up on the screen here now. Uh, how often will you go? Well, you find like 10, 15 when you go out on the... Uh... Steve, this doesn't do it justice. Okay. I was trying to take a photo. So um, we were, you know, home for vacation. So I would watch and it would be like 8, 9 o'clock in the morning. I'd see like 1 or 2. And then by 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I could count 100. Are you kidding? Yeah, oh, it yeah. sounds so like a high like... school keg party. It's like <laughs> somebody called somebody who called somebody and next thing you know, you have a party on your yeah, deck. Yeah, because they're, they're um, gathering at all the tall buildings... 
And so, like, um, right by the lobby, there's, like, hundreds of of smushed ones plus Mm -hmm. alive ones Mm -hmm. around there. And then they just crawl up the building, and they were washing the windows, and I was watching them crawl up the ropes. So did I hear correctly that they can crawl up, but they can't? Their inclination is to crawl up. Right. Um, And so that's why if you wrap the... Yeah, oh, double-sided yeah. tree, and, right. and and there are traps and stuff like that. I saw a girl had had, had uh, designed one uh, that will catch them because they 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 naturally go up. Yeah. That's their inclination. Yeah, I got a lot of tips. People were saying you could they'll jump into an empty water bottle, hmm. or to um, put like sticky tape around a pole or tree, and they'll just kind of get stuck there. Yep. Um, but there's so many, it would just be a never-ending mm-hmm. battle. It's it's so it's your terrible. duty to kill them. You have the I, go ahead. That's the, the directive is you, to. Is kill them. Exterminate. Kill Eliminate. Watching people on the streets now, you like, you go once and then you miss it and then you like chase after them and try to stop they on them jump a few times. Very fast. They well, don't fly very fast, but they jump very fast. And last year, the city lantern flies were not as smart. Like they were just hanging out. You could smush them and you could go. So these are country. They've developed their a uh, their uh, evading skills. They're smarter lantern right. flies. They jump better. I did learn that they are they don't they lose energy for the second jump. Oh, so they use all their energy in the first jump. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got, <laughs> they are quick though. They yeah. are super quick on that first jump, yeah. and then you you hunt them down and whack them. It's just right. I, my, you're supposed to kill them. My entire balcony, like I can't go outside. There, I have one right, literally watching uh, on my, the handle of my balcony door. We just had like a staring match. <laughs> all right. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. Ugh. Good luck. Ugh. All right. Uh, that's all I got in the junk drawer. I had to clean it out. And uh, I appreciate your patience. Uh, we have some bizarre file stories on the way. And we also have your chance to win a carload for people to go see Bert Kreischer, the live in drive in this Sunday. It's sold out. Citizens Bank Park. And here's what you got to do. We're doing a secret text word. But text the word BERT. B-E-R-T to 39333. We're going to send a word to you later on. We'll ask you to call him with that word. Our designated caller will win the ticket. So remember, text the word BERT, B-E-R-T. It is for this Sunday. It's going to be great. We'll be back in just a moment. Monday nights just got a lot louder. Join MMR's Jackie Bam Bam for massive amounts of Metallica every Monday night starting at 9. From the monster hits to deeper album cuts, spanning a Hall of Fame career, we're covering all the bases from one of rock's biggest bands. Check out WMMR.com for more from Metallica. Rock news, videos, and interviews with MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. The new and improved Metallica Mondays. 9 p.m. with Jackie Bam Bam. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Let's do the bizarre file. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre Bizarre file. All right, brought to you by Burke Brothers Landscaping. They have an immediate need for an experienced hardscape foreman who wants to earn a competitive salary and work with the award-winning landscape design and build firm. For more information, visit Burke Brothers. We'll start in the land of Scotland. A technologically challenged uncle accidentally streamed Pornhub in front of his entire family while he was trying to play music through the television. Yeah, it was no accident. Uh, The red-faced relative was caught on Twitter fumbling with his phone after the X-rated videos popped up on the screen. 
Uh, his family members screaming and giggling in the background. <laughs> the screen showed a woman mid-sex act as the clumsy uncle desperately tried to close the browser. A woman yells on the video, caught an effing belter. Oh, my God. That's Scottish slang for an incompetent person, a belter. Huh. Uh, yeah, so the in the clip, it, it, well, actually, the clip has been shared online. It's been uh, received more than... 7 million views oh at this God. point. Oh, you know, that ha- p- people don't realize if they have it open, if they're streaming to like one of their devices, <laughs> yeah. yep. it'll happen. Most definitely. A group enjoying a picnic in remote woodlands had a surprising guest when a bear casually arrived and began munching on a sandwich. And it's wild because the pictures I've seen, Steve, show yeah. this bear sitting at, at the, the bench? picnic table with them. Oh. Not only that, he's kind of up on his on his elbow like this. Where are you folks from? <laughs> like leaning in. It's wild. Where'd you come from today? The surreal scene. Oh, this is good. Uploaded, what is on this? Uh, uploaded, <laughs> is that horseradish? Uh, uploaded to TikTok by Caitlin Nesbitt. Sees five people sitting around a table in Maryland before a black bear settles down and is fed a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So, Ed, what accounting firm do you work for? Uh, <laughs> it gobbles down the food straight out of the palm from a brave man who presents yeah. it. As the rest of the group remain seemingly unbothered by their guest. And Nesbitt says that she captured the moment in Deep Creek where her family are staying at a cabin. This, this is wild. We're, uh, looking, uh, <clears throat> we're looking at the video. <laughs> and the, uh, yeah, the bear's just sitting there with the family at yeah. the table. Oh, he's a good boy. Yeah. Uh, she said this was a friend's cabin. They said that the bear is always around and never really bothers them. Some of our group used to be, are used to being out in the wild, so we were all told not to make sudden movements and stay where we were. Now, clearly, you're fraternal twins, right? You're not. <laughs> oh, I got it. Uh, most of us were scared to death and filmed from the deck, but the brave tested their luck. The group. I've been enjoying an afternoon filled with beer and food when the black bear sat, uh, settled up to them. Uh, it joined four men and a woman at one of the tables. One of the men in the group grabbed a loaf of bread and points his finger at the bear, seemingly telling it to wait for the sandwich to be ready. He then he was making a sandwich for the bear, for which the bear. is a pretty stupid thing to do. It's probably illegal, isn't it? It is, it is. So he holds the sandwich in front of the bear, and it slowly takes it from his hand as another person starts to prepare a second sandwich to get in on the fun. One of the men sitting at the far side of the table can be seen taking down a stack of beers just in case. Uh, One person is heard laughing, this is a joke, right? He's making her a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm allergic to peanuts. Uh, Nesbitt said eventually the mama just walked back into the woods, was unharmed. Uh, the group are seen taking selfies with the new dinner guests before the bear left. Now, the group have been criticized by others on social media who warned that bears should not be fed in this manner for their own safety. Well, they're going to get used to it. And, and that of other humans, yeah. You get them killed. Yeah, they uh, they associate food with people, and they become a problem and a threat for residents. So, yeah, it's You're illegal. Gluten-free. You shouldn't do that. I mean, the bear was going to eat that food regardless, right? Yes. So if they, were, if they did what they were supposed to do, which is... Slowly get up and I guess walk away. Bear's going to take that food anyway, so the bear is still associated. I am not condoning actions, but, but I'm just saying that. But bear's- if you you're saying if you get to pet a bear, it's all worth it. it he's a good boy. He's a cute. <laughs> you don't make you don't make a sandwich for him. You yeah. don't make it. No. no, I think something like a light pasta. It's summer. <laughs> right, yeah. Right, right, yeah, right, 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 some sort of pasta it's salad. Refreshing. Yeah, it's refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> a 27 year old Los Angeles police officer. This is messed up. Accused of fondling a dead woman. Oh, no was sued Tuesday by her family. 
Uh, the lawsuit accuses Officer David Rojas of fondling 34-year-old Elizabeth Baggett's breasts and feeling her nipples without limitation. Oh, boy. As well as showing the body camera video of it to others. So, uh, so okay, so... He caught it on his own body camera, and he was showing it off? I guess so. Baggett's family filed a lawsuit against the city seeking unspecified damages in a jury trial. Baggett's mother, Janet, said, I'm so proud. I live in fear that the video will surface and another devastation will be added to what is already unbearable. Rojas, who has been on the force uh, for four years... Uh, remains un- uh, remains employed by the Los Angeles Police Department, but he has been suspended. Uh, Rojas allegedly touched Baggett's breast while he was alone in the room with the corpse on October 20th. He and his partner had responded to a downtown Los Angeles home where she had died. Rojas allegedly disabled his LAPD body camera, but the act was caught on video when he turned it back on because the devices have two minute a two-minute buffering period to capture what happens right before they are activated. Rojas was charged in January with having sexual contact with human remains without authority. Ah. Uh, the owner of Azo Liquor Store says a man created a mess inside a store after he got turned away for not wearing a mask and that the that customer disturbances over face coverings are becoming more and more common. The most recent disturbance left about $1,000 in damages at the store. Signs saying no mask, no services taped up in several places outside the store, but a man still came inside without one on Sunday afternoon. This according to the manager. I believe he said, you can see the particular customer on surveillance video using a plastic bag held up to his mouth as a makeshift mask, but it wasn't doing its job, so the owner offered him a free one, and that apparently pissed off the customer. He's going to give him a free mask. A free mask. Probably with some sort of uh, alcohol advertisement on it. So the man tried to get behind the counter, but the door was locked, and then you can see him on surveillance video outside on a bicycle, picking up a brick and he threw it at the window twice. The windows are repaired, but with a $1,000 price tag, the owner of the store didn't want to go on camera. But uh, police are aware of what happened, but the brick thrower hasn't been identified as of yet. We'll do one more story, and we will wrap it up. A teenager was accidentally locked inside a showroom safe at a gun range, according to the Orlando Fire Department. Well, that's weird. The investigator said she walked inside the display and the door closed behind her. Oh, so, okay, so it's a walk-in safe. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's like for guns. Right, like, I've seen, like, the, like the tall, like, cabinets. Like, yeah, yeah. So it, it was that You're size? You're not supposed to walk in. No, no, no. No, exactly. Uh, but, yeah, it was that All size. Right. Uh, Cruz responded to Shooter's World and said firefighters had to use hydraulic extraction tools to breach the door. Uh, the fire chief said, we tried the manufacturer's suggestions, and unfortunately, the fail-safe system failed on it. We were forced to use special teams units, which forced uh, and used their special hydraulic tools to reach the wall, the door of the safe. Uh, the fire department said the teenager was not injured in the incident. The teen was inside. White said the crews had to be cautious to ensure her safety yeah. and were able to communicate with her the entire time. But they were able to get her out of there. And I don't know if those things are... You know, uh, airtight or not, but... And you assume that it it's not comfortable, whatever it is. It didn't sound like she was in any danger of uh, suffocating. All right, and there you go. That's what I got in the Bizarre File for you. A reminder. Tickets to see Burt Kreischer on Sunday. In your car, it's a car load, so four people get to go for this event. And here's how we're giving away. We're going to do a secret text word of sorts, but don't text secret. Text the word BERT. His name, B-E-R-T, to 39333. And we're going to bounce word back to you, and we'll ask you to call in with that word in a little while. So stay close and listen to us. 
uh, this morning. And Stephen and I are going to be hosting that event Yay! on Sunday. So we're looking forward to seeing Bert and the show. And hopefully you will be going, too. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Steven Singer Jewelers has fast, free, and safe shipping. Whether celebrating life or just saying I love you, Steven Singer is there for you. I hate Stevensinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers is now offering financing online with interest-free options available for a limited time. Get pre-qualified in seconds. Learn more at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Can I? Do you mind if I bring something up about my son real quick? Because you know he's, he's twenty, twenty years old. Right. I, I noticed something uh, about him uh, not that long ago, and it's funny because I think we might all have a thing or two that <clears throat> that even though we're full grown adults, that we still do like children. So he still will eat, and maybe this is just his preference or whatever, but he will eat uh, pizza, mm-hmm. but leave the crust like a little kid would. Really? Yes. Is that so he can eat more pizza, though? I know. <laughs> All right. Oh, that would be your most. <laughs> well, that, that, now we've just it learned his methodology. Yeah. Uh, no. No, well, listen, I, I tend to not eat the crust, but that's so my dogs can have the crust. Because I so you wouldn't do that at a restaurant. No, no, no. At a restaurant, I would, I would totally eat the crust. But I'm, you know, logically speaking, are the dogs supposed to have crust? Yeah, that's what I was wondering too. Yeah, yeah. Why can't they have crust? It's just bread. Uh, I I never give bread to my dogs. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. My your dogs are Italian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, No, but logically speaking, let's say you wanted to eat four pieces of pizza, right? Um, Four crusts basically equals one piece of pizza. So if you just ate the if you just ate the the cheese part of the piece of pizza, that's You're you're saying that the crust isn't part of the pizza then. Mm, it's not part of the really good part of uh, the pizza. That's uh, what we're I disagree. At. I think that if uh, there are particular crusts that I look forward to, uh, wow. absolutely. Uh, listen, some are some are disposable, but I still eat the crust. I recently have been um my world has been opened up to the Detroit style pizza and uh so and the, wiping sitting down. Well, no, and you saw me. Yeah, and wiping <laughs> sitting down. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, but that, you're, you're a person in, who's evolving. Yeah, the um, Circles and Squares, that place in Port Richmond. Which looks delicious. There's another place down in Linwood outside of Ocean City called Bakeria 1010. And, and a place in Maniac. Is that open yet? Pizza John, it opened this weekend. Pizza John is open this weekend. Mm-hmm. All right. So this those, past weekend. Those crusts I would never give to my dog. I would absolutely, positively eat every single bit of that. All right. Yeah. So to the original thing, For though, the original you're, you're thing. saying that he does this cute little thing <laughs> yeah, and I was that curious, you find very childlike. Do you know, uh, and the same thing can be said for sandwiches. I don't think he eats the... Uh, the crust? The crust on the... On does the, he cut the crust off? Except for grilled cheese. He will eat that okay. whole thing. He does not cut the crust off. The trim, he does not trim the crust. When he eats a sandwich, does he hold the sandwich with... Two hands. <laughs> now that I haven't noticed. That's a kid thing. That's a little kid. That's thing a little kid. For sure. thing. Yes. I don't think he's alone. I think there are a lot of people that still don't eat the crust of pizza, and I don't. But know what if about it's... bread? What about sandwiches? sandwiches? That too. I'm talking about little kid things. Yeah, I don't know about that. Okay. I feel like I love food so much that since that's my least favorite bite, the crust, I eat it first, and then I eat my way in. 
<laughs> okay. You, uh, you eat yourself out of the uh, the, uh, the the pizza. Do you ever see a grown-up? Because I, I saw this one I saw time. a grown-up. I saw I, one coming in. <laughs> I'm looking at yeah. a couple right now. There was one of, one of them in the, in the parking lot. I, I, I saw this I not gave that, a knowing nod. I, I saw this not that long ago, and I was like, are you a child? I saw a grown-up tying his shoes by making two bunny ears and then uh-huh. tying them together. That's, right? There's nothing wrong with that. Is that how you tie your shoes? Yes. You're like, oh, you, okay. you do the bunny ears. I do. That's how I learned. Wow. I never okay. learned the other way. And so. Do you do your birth control the same way? <laughs> no. One pill right. a day. Right, okay. No bunny ears. Um, no, I never learned the other way. And in fact, if you give me a pair of shoes right now, I can't tie it well that way. You couldn't tie it in the, in the standard, the the way. And what, the is, what is what? the, is that called a classic bow knot? Is that what that is? Well, that's the way like Martha Stewart, Stewart will tie a bow on a package on a gift so which, which you call the bunny ears on yeah. okay so, so i don't i don't tie it that way i tie it the standard the very macho charles bronson way that's right, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 that's the way you tie your shoes <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh no i was i've not seen adults do the uh yeah the, the bunny because ears. it's a kid thing to do yeah right yeah. i don't Nuh-uh. even yeah, yeah, no Nuh-uh. it, okay I never learned that way. I, I that the was bunny never, ears. Nah, no, that was never taught. We that actually way. did. You learn in school too. We, we. I was. I was. I remember this. It was. It was a great moment in my life. I was. I was incredibly advanced because I'd learned how to tie my shoelaces at home, and for some reason we we uh, we, we had it in school. And oh. uh, man, I was the star pupil that day. Oh no, kidding. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, "Oh, go look, look at this kid. Look at this kid. Look at this kid." Um, my, uh, friend, my first girlfriend ever, Diana, she lived down the street from me. Uh, she taught me how to tie my shoes. She probably doesn't remember this, but I do. And she was the same age as me. And I saw her tying her shoes in her front yard. And I I'm was like, show you how to tie your shoes. <laughs> yeah. Let Diana show you. She is the same age as me. Okay. And I, I was like, wait a second. You, you're my boyfriend. You know how to tie your own shoes. And oh, so- yes. I even collect a pension check. <laughs> <laughs> But you remember, no one else. You can't kiss any other girls but me. Yeah. Uh, so, and so that's what taught you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but and it was. It, I I don't think it was bunny ears at that point either. I never learned how to tie. In fact, that if I even tried to do it bunny ear style right now, it would seem weird to me. Do you remember the SpongeBob uh, song? You do the loop de loop and pull, and your shoes no. are looking cool. No, but I did learn how to tie a tie by watching different strokes. Um, Arnold Drummond uh, had to, I guess, maybe they were going to court because they wanted to uh, change their last name from Jackson to Drummond okay. or something like that. Okay. And so he had to tie his own tie. And so I remember that. And that's what taught you how to do your, your own tie. I, I look now. <laughs> oh, my to be God. <laughs> Whoa. And, and uh, he, uh, we tied, you know, he tied the tie around my, my and on, around my shoulders and I did it. Picked it right up. Yeah. And now, this is the basic knot. I never learned the the other knots that one can I tie. taught my son how to tie a tie last year for his big uh, Valentine's Day dance. And actually, oh, my gosh. That was this year. That was this year. So, anyway, uh, earlier this year. And I he spent, like, the next three hours tying a tie. He was like, he felt so cool about it. Uh, I'm looking at text messages coming in. And you would be surprised at how seriously people take the pizza crust thing. Uh, at how you don't. I mean, like, who are just... Stating you don't ever eat pizza crust. It is not for consumption. I disagree wholeheartedly. Again, as the pizza places that I love, 
In fact, um, I'm, if my wife does not finish her crust, I will eat the crust. That's what I do, too. Absolutely. If there's scraps left over to of me. people's crust, I, yeah. I go for that. Yeah, And I don't get that. I don't get that. I don't feed it to my dog, but no. but I I, uh, I do love it. My dogs don't know any better, so when I do feed them the crust, I make sure Steak. that... Steak. I make sure that I get every bit of like cheese off of it, so they don't know. They have no idea. That, uh, that they're I'm, eating pizza. That I'm they just think they're eating breadsticks. That you're getting all the good stuff. That I'm getting all the good stuff. Meanwhile, they probably would love cheese. Yeah. Of course they would. That's what? actually the thing they really yeah. want. Mm-hmm. I'm so confused. Is it just like a finger holder? Like, is it only there to hold the pizza and the only part? For some people, somebody had wrote that. It's just a handle for pizza. It's not true. That's no. absurd. So that's so like it's bread. On a Sicilian pizza, which has, so if you get you get a slice like on a Sicilian pizza that's cut into these squares. There's no there's no lip or or crust around those squares that right. are in the middle of the pie. Right. So you you eat all that. I mean, even a bad pizza like like I'll pretend not to eat a bad pizza crust from like cafeteria school like that really bad it. pizza. Yeah. But then it's sitting there and I'll kind of like pick a little piece of it, pickle, and then end up eating it anyway. Mm. Everybody's got their style. We're yes. so passionate about this. All right. Anyhow, I did, I didn't know. I just thought uh, that people had. Um, you know their own thing that uh, that they still do as a little kid. I see that as kind of little kiddish. It is little not kiddish. eating. I think so. Yeah. Not eating. But, crust. but apparently I, it's yeah. not. I was diehard about not eating when I was a kid about um, uh, bread crust. I hated that. Now I love it. That's another thing. If they leave it sitting around, I'm, I'll eat that. Yeah, Hell yeah, I'll dude. Eat that. Um, do you sure. do you, will you pick the plates? A lot of the like. If my wife hasn't. Yeah. Uh, I will absolutely for go sure. in for the kill. Yeah. Chuck D'Amico, who works down the hall from us, uh, he will eat things out of the sink. He has been in my house, and he has walked past he my sink. He ate a sponge. He, no, but he has walked past my sink, and, like, there was, like, bacon on a plate, and he will walk. And it's not even his own sink. It's a somebody else's sink. And yeah. he has walked by and grabbed more than just bacon out of the sink and has eaten it. Wow. Is it in your house? It's in my house. So he knows you. Yeah. He, you're vetted. I still, I don't know, man. I do. Uh, I, I would only do that probably from my own family, right? You know, but not. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't do it at your. It's house. it's now become a punchline about is, is that well, sink I get or, I get yeah. sinkers, and sinkers are food that uh, has been collected from other people's sinks, and they're it's really good. Uh, no, I, I I would I probably would not do that. From, mm-hmm. By my reckoning, if it's made it to the sink, if it's on the counter, yes, yeah, uh, well. But if it's in the sink, it's made that that second critical step towards the garbage. At one point, he grabbed um, bacon out of the sink off of a plate in the sink, and there was baking bacon on the counter. I'm like, dude, there's there's a plate of bacon. And he's like, no, this one's right here. It's fine. I like it with soap on it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, hey, wait, this is a pretty good idea. It says, I order pepperoni pizza. Take the pepperoni off and only eat it folded with the crust. <laughs> uh, done this since oh. I was a kid and still do. People always look at me weird. Though. No, that's adds a little idea. flavor to the uh, yeah, to to the crust. I will not put salt on my pizza, but I will put a little bit of salt on a crust. Okay, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. I don't know I why. Think about that, I but rarely I, salt. If there's anything. extra sauce of any type, I will dip that, the that's, crust in it. Yes, that's, that's a given. That's, uh, yeah, absolutely, that's real good. Do you leave a little bit of pizza on your crust bite? Uh, sometimes, yes, to add just a little bit of flavor to it. Do yeah, you certainly when you heat up pizza or reheat pizza on a on a on a tray? Yep. Don't you love picking off that 
extra oh, the burnt. Big cheese. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, that's so that, why oh that's, that's why that Detroit style pizza is so good. It's all burnt cheese around the crust. That is good. Yes, yeah. and the uh, the best part is ooh, ooh, <laughs> and oh oh oh. My two daughters don't really like cheese. Um, I know. And excuse me. And so these pizzas that I've been getting, they've been ripping all that cheese off of the edge of the crust of this pizza and throwing it into your gaping maw. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Man. I'll that's gladly good for you. That. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good thing. I win. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, speaking of, of food, there was a story, and, you know, sometimes you need to, you got to be careful with your food, and I figured this would segue right into that. Yes. Uh, there was a, a a gal who was, as she was doing at-home learning, she was trying to uh, submit a paper to her professor. Right. And she ha- was eating at the same time, and apparently... A meatball fell onto the uh, onto the, the keyboard, the, the laptop keyboard, and it hit something that caused her to submit. I, actually, it wasn't a paper. I think it was a it was a test of sorts, and she had only filled out like maybe ten percent of the whole thing, and it sent it oh, no. as if it was final and finished and off and ready to be graded. And she had one of these professors that was like a no excuses type of person. Right. A stickler. So who she, doesn't buy the meatball defense. So <laughs> she had to write a lengthy explanation as to why this happened and so on. And <laughs> she was lucky that he, number one, it was unique enough that he, you know, understood that it was an accident. It That's was, exa- If you're going to concoct a lie, good? Yeah. you would need to concoct something, I think, that unique to get it believed. But I was curious if anybody had any stories that had a food-related mishap that caused a potential disaster like that. <laughs> Stuff falling. Yeah, when you're eating, do you eat up, Do you eat while you're on your keyboard? Do you eat uh, while you're yeah, on your sure. laptop? Okay. Absolutely. But, I mean, there's also been times like eating while driving hmm. most definitely <laughs> can cause a problem. Well, we know for a fact. You've had bizarre file stories where yes. people have been doing things and they and they and um, you get into accidents. You know, you spill stuff. I mean, we've talked about that before. And it's, it's uh, it, you know, I, there they, we talked about the perfect driving foods that are good that you can eat and ones that people try to do mm-hmm. and are just not meant for steering and we, driving and eating. We were we were driving back from uh you know Rochelle and I and, and Carter were out taking a drive at Wall and Pop Pack. Anyway, we were hungry, we wanted to get something to eat. It's a two hour drive back, so uh, there was a KFC. Right. So we swing by there. I I was driving. I start to order like a three piece, and you know, sure. And uh, you and, can do chicken. I don't yeah. know, man. Yeah. I, I thought about it, and I'm like, what you about know, chicken strips? Well, I didn't. I I want the original recipe. Okay, you know, so. And you got to eat that with your fingers and all the grease gets all over your right. hands Rips. and stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> so I I ended up going, I did sacrilege, I did a chicken sandwich from, from uh, KFC. Right. But I thought about me driving down the road, eating a chicken breast while trying to drive at the <laughs> well, same time. Well, you can time. do that, but you just have to, you have to make preparations prior to that first bite. Um, because I, I I will often... Can you do it? it? Have you done it? What's your fried chicken technique, driving and fried chicken? Well, so it might not... I'm not a huge fried chicken fan. However, going back to pizza, if I order a pizza and I'm picking it up, I always will eat a piece of pizza on the way home uh, because pizza fresh out of the oven is way better than... You know, anything. I won't do that. However, what I what I do, and I've modified my dashboard. I have a rotisserie on it. Oh, okay, a chicken. Nice. So as I'm driving, I'll just <laughs> lean forward and bite the spinning chicken. That's some high tech stuff. Yeah, uh, but with this last uh, right, is I mean, that a new hood ornament? <laughs> yeah. 
No, it's, it's just, a rotisserie. No, it's my rotisserie chicken. Yeah. But in order to do that, like, I need to make sure that I have onion, everything ready to go. And that includes an ample amount of um, napkins. So, yeah. press, if you were to, and yeah, sometimes you need two hands to eat a piece of pizza. Um, to make love to, to it. To make love to it, if that's what you're into. Uh, but if I were to eat, I don't know, like a chicken drumstick or a thigh or whatever. Okay. Yeah, you can do that. But you just have, also, if you're going to do like um, soup. <laughs> I've never eaten soup. I have I'm... in a thermos. Re- okay, okay. Oh, you can right. do it. No, but like, um, like if you go to like an Arby's drive-through, I can't eat an Arby's roast beef sandwich without putting Arby's sauce on it. So I need to go to the drive-through, get all my stuff, and then I need to pull over, right. and then set all that stuff up. And while doing that, then I get all my cleanup ready as well. Yeah. You get your cleanup ready. You, you yeah. get outside okay. the car. You take your clothes off. <laughs> right. Uh, hang on. I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna go to Gwen. I'm sure this is happening to many people. Hi, Gwen. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Gwen. What was your food disaster? I was driving one day eating a Wawa pretzel, and I laughed at something on the radio, so I started choking on it. Mm. <laughs> and then, so I had to pull over, and I was trying to do a Heimlich maneuver on myself. Oh, like, my God. Serious. <laughs> I tried to jump on the car with, uh, like, my fist on my stomach. Jesus. And then my friend wow. in the car. <laughs> My friend in the car realized I was choking, so she made a joke. She was like, do you need any help? And I just threw up in the middle of the road, and I was fine. Wow. wow. So this is a Wawa pretzel. Uh, was uh-huh. it one of the stuffed pretzels, or was it just a regular pretzel? Yeah, uh, which... yeah big chunk of soft pretzel. Uh, damn. So, I mean, that's like that's like flirting with death right there. Yeah, I've never actually been scared in my life. Like, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't inhale or exhale or cough. It's terrifying when that happens. So when I I had a condition uh, called achalasia, which I've had surgery to correct, and it's great. But occasionally, um, you would get that that food-stuck sensation. Yeah. And, man, you just start start panicking and, uh, you know, you and uh, so anything like that, and, and then you're driving. Yeah, I mean, ten times worse. It's a fear of mine that I would actually choke on something while I was eating all by myself. Uh, it's you know not so much of a fear that I don't do it, but <laughs> right, get a dash rotisserie and make because that, that chicken tends to be more. So when you are choking succulent. all by yourself, there is a technique. I don't know it because you press. I think you're the only one here who's actually done the Heimlich on somebody yeah. and you have to really thrust right yeah, hard it was it was scary I, I it was my son he was choking on a piece of steak and i started to give him you know and i've, I've simulated the heimlich before in, in uh um you know uh first ed class or first aid classes and um and i did the thrusting motion and nothing happened and i when i eventually cleared him i i had come way, rather than just holding my fist against his his kind of you know blow the sternum here right. I actually took it away from his body and essentially punched him in the gut. Right. You know, backwards, though, because I was buying him. But I had to do it really, really hard, and it popped up and flew out. So didn't yeah, you do it for another? on yourself would be hard. Yeah. I would you did it for two people, did you not? Was, um, who was the friend? Was the, one of his friends had a seizure or something like that? Yeah, but I didn't do the highlight okay. on him. No, but, uh, uh, yeah. Tracheotomy? Yeah, I'm, I did <laughs> tracheotomy. I ate with a spoon, which was hard. Now's my chance. <laughs> Uh, hang on, let me go to uh, Vince. Hi, Vince. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. What's the word? Yo. Well, it's not bird. I'm not doing it. What's <laughs> up, buddy? Nope. I'm not going to do it. Hey, so uh, quick story. This one time I was getting, uh, I don't know if any of you guys have ever had a, uh, a Steve's Prince of State cheesesteak. Yes. You know how they Actually, have, like, I have, uh, yeah. Yeah, they have, like, the really, like, wet cheese ways, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so go ahead. Yeah. And, um... I was eating it while I was driving because if you don't heat it hot, it's not going to be that good. 
So uh, I take a big old bite out of the cheesesteak, and uh, a big old, like, blop of cheese wings falls out and is, like, running down my feet. So I real quick hurry and grab, like, a handful of napkins and uh, trying to wipe it up before it, like, shops into the, the seats and everything. Yep. And I lay on, like, my forehead hits the horn, and I'm laying on the horn, and there's a cop right in front of me that I didn't see. So I'm laying on the horn at this cop, and I swore, so I had to swerve around him because I was still, I was on, uh, doing, like, 45, 50 miles an hour on a highway. Yeah. And I swerve around him, so as soon as I get around him, he throws his lights on and is going to pull me over. So I pull over to the side of the road, and he's like, what the what the heck is your problem, son? I was like 17, 18 at the time. And I was like, hey, listen, I'm sorry. I was just eating this cheesesteak, and I got cheese whiz all over my feet, and I was trying to wipe it up. Yeah. He was like, what kind of cheesesteak is it? And I was like, Steve's. He was like, is that your favorite? And I was like, yeah. He's like, all right, you can go. What's your favorite cheesesteak test? I like it. Wow. Listen, I thanks for your call, by the way. I It has taken... Years of conditioning for me to learn how to not overreact to spilling something in the car because Mm -hmm. it ain't worth it. No. And and I have. There's been times where I've, like, you know, either spilled, like, a full soda just completely all over yourself and then reacting, like, trying to wipe it up quickly and swerving off You're going to die. Yeah. So (laughs) it's just like, all right, I'm screwed. And you just got to sit in it for a little bit. It's not a food incident, but it's making the rounds um, on, uh, like, Twitter. And I saw it, you know, retweeted a number of times. A guy is driving a truck, and he just starts to adjust his bag next to him. And he has a cab cam pointing into the truck and a forward cam. And he veers off the road and starts driving into the trees. Oh, and, and, and you can see the damage. And he's like, oh, my God. But just those couple of seconds. So, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I, no matter what falls down between my crotch or whatever, I, I, I will pull over. I'll get it I later. don't freak out because th- those few seconds, man, you see it happen. You see all the footage of people yeah. who, who go to grab for something that's like him with the cheese whiz. Yeah. You're going to end up killing someone. And for as much as a lost fry is is is, is sad and important, you know. And, uh, a, and a tragedy. And a, and a total tragedy. Just leave it be. I also, listen, I love Chick-fil-A, but they need to stop it with the um, styrofoam cups because I had accidentally poked a hole in the bottom of said styrofoam cup, and without being aware of it, the the entire soda just emptied into the cup holder in my brand-new car. Right. I had owned this car for about three weeks, and and so I went to take a drink. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And it was all in... Luckily, I was able to... Drink it out of the cup holder. (laughs) You just put the straw down there and lean over. I... I did. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, I drank most of it because it was a brand new cup holder. Oh, so it was clean. So then. it was clean. Yeah. And then it's not like you're picking food out of a sink or no, something. No, no. But I also did no, and that's disgusting. Yeah. Um. So, but I, I I'm trying to clean up. I didn't have enough napkins, and I'm in the parking lot of the uh, napkin meeting, store, <laughs> meeting mall, and dude drives by in a trash truck. He's like, "Yo, Casey boy," and I was like, "Dude." I'm like, hey, do you have any paper towels? He's like, yeah, I do. And he handed me a whole roll of paper towels, and Dude. I was able to clean it up. What if he said, oh, my God, I think I'm in love. <laughs> what if he said it right as you were sipping <laughs> the drink out of the cup holder? What are you doing, man? Nothing. I'm just <laughs> drinking soda out of my, my cup holder. 
I had my best, uh, which I almost drank it off the floor, my best food spilling lesson here at the radio station. It was the last day of Christmas break. Somebody had given me a bottle of vodka and I was literally running out of the radio station because, you know, we're on vacation. And as I'm running down the stairs, I took the stairs, not the elevator, the bottle dropped on an entire landing. And it just started spilling and dribbling down the steps. And I'm just just watching it. I didn't know what to do. I'm like, do I take off my sweater, my coat? Do I sop it up? Do I go upstairs? Do I walk through it and go downstairs? And it's kind of hard to find somebody from the janitorial staff in this building. There's not a good place to like go and call somebody. I, I don't know how or what, but I ran into somebody from the staff and like, I literally was going to cry, and I felt so terrible that it was the worst thing I'd ever done. And they were like, oh, yeah, no problem. We'll go clean it up. You were in a stairwell. I was in a stairwell. Nobody's there. doesn't matter. You just I leave know. it. Yeah. But you, it's like you, you're just a, another dude. topless alky in the stairwell. There's a whole bottle of vodka. I, I, don't, I would have left it. I would have been like, oh, crap, I'm out of bottle of vodka. Oh, and oh it was well. like raspberry, t- like when that stuff was popular. Oh. A neighbor of mine, I, I think I mentioned this story on the air. He used to, he, he, got, he dabbled with some... Um, Wine distribution, and he had a uh, he had like a couple gallon or whatever the hell, super large bottles of wine in the back seat of his car. Um, he had a quick stop; somebody ran out in front of the car, whatever the deal was. Those bottles go hurling off the back seat, smash together, and there's so much wine oh, that when he stops on the uh, next stop, you're and wine comes spraying in and he's up to like his ankles in it. I had the same thing happen to me, but it was a growler from uh, Iron Hill Brewery. <laughs> right, right, yeah. And I put in the floorboard of the, of the back seat. Right. And I, I came up to a stop and I just hear this whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, the, whole, like the, the tide coming in, right? Just full of beer. And I'm like, did you grab a straw and drink it all? I should have yeah. done that. Um, it reminds me. Get the you guys, dog. You see these? I saw it like uh, it's a college thing now. Uh, anything but a cup party. You see these things? No. Where you bring anything but a cup to the party and that's what you drink out of? That well, sounds fun. fun. I like that. Actually, yeah. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll start drinking again. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was cool. I mean, people were drinking out of um, cups. <laughs> no, I saw like an Elmer glue bottle, a tea kettle, um, you know, a football helmet. You know, it, I, I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. Yeah. Better than a Pringles party, you know? <laughs> Stop it. It was would, so much fun. I would hollow out like a, like a pineapple or something. That'd be cool. Like that. oh, that's yeah. like, or a watermelon. <gasps> yeah. Walk around with that, which is a hole. Something huge. Yeah. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to Ooh. what? There's a bar in the city that's doing that now. They're serving drinks and pineapples. It's and really pineapples. Good. Yes. Okay. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> let me go to Ralph. Hi, Ralph. You're on the air. Good morning. What's up, guys? You guys rock. Thank oh! you, Ralph. What's up, buddy? So uh, my friend uh, Dave and I were uh, we were like the original American pickers. So we used to drive <laughs> all over the country and uh, and buy stuff at auctions. Okay. So we were headed to Chicago. We stopped at um, Dunkin' Donuts to uh, get an everything bagel with lots on it. That was his favorite thing to eat. So anyway, he put it on his console, and he he had to slam on his brakes when we cut him off, and it landed cream cheese side down on his floor. Now, we're always doing, like, dirty jobs and stuff, so his floor has got oil on it, uh, grease, (laughs) uh, lint, all kinds of stuff. Plus, he... He's always kind of dirty. Anyway, so yeah. He picks it up. It's got like, you know, rocks and dirt and lint and all kinds of stuff all over it. I'm like, you can't eat that. He's he's really amazed. Like, 
Oh, man. He's like, I can't believe this. He was really hungry. He really <laughs> wanted that right then and there. So he turned it over. He's like, uh, it's only got a little bit of doo-wop on it. Oh, start eating. <laughs> a little bit of doo-wop. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God. Man. So that was my story. That's <laughs> nasty, dude. Well, that turned out to be an everything bagel, all right? Yeah. I mean, everything. Yeah. He's like, it got everything on it anyway. <laughs> That's nasty. Jeez. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it, bud. Uh, well, listen, food can be, uh, you got to be careful in the car. If you're going to, I think technically you're not really supposed to eat while you're driving. This is not illegal. <sighs> Do we find that out conclusively? In the state of Pennsylvania, is it legal to eat while driving? I don't, th- I think it's legal. And one time I got pulled over coming out of a uh, Taco Bell and I thought I was getting pulled over because I was eating. Right. Uh, Turns out I was driving uh, in a school zone <laughs> over the speed limit, but I didn't know that. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm totally getting pulled over for eating a taco. And uh, as it turns out, uh, I was not. I was actually breaking the law. Okay, Casey, yes. here you go. It's verified. Pennsylvania distracted driving laws. Uh, in most cases, nothing happens. There is no law that specifically states you cannot eat while driving in this state. However, eating while driving could cause you to swerve into another lane, lose focus, and commit a moving violation and you could be pulled over for that. So okay. that's the law in right. Pennsylvania. So glad we cleared that up. All right, thanks for your calls. Listen, while you got your phone out, if you do, make sure you text the word BERT to 39333, B-E-R-T. It's your chance to win a carload of tickets for this Sunday sold-out live-in drive-in show at Citizens Bank Park with Bert Kreischer. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to ask you to call in at a specific time with the word that we send to you and you just might win. All right. So text word BERT, B E R T, to 39333, and we will give that away at some point during the program. Be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Hey, gang. Obviously, this year's been very different. No, really? You don't say. Anyway, the 15th annual I Bleed for Presidency Blood Drive is a go, but. It's going to be a bit different, too. It's happening Friday, August 21st. And there will be three donation centers. The Fillmore in Philadelphia. The Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks. And the FOP Lodge in Northeast Philly. The Red Cross is always in need, but especially so during this health crisis. So make your appointment at WNMR.com now. Listen, the process is safe, and it follows all social distancing guidelines, which is why both appointments and face masks are mandatory. Register for our ID for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. And yes, you'll get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt as our thanks. From the American Red Cross, Penn Jersey Blood Services Region. And 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. And a reminder. Reminder that we are going to be giving away some Burt Kreischer uh, tickets in yes. a little while. Uh, so if you're interested in seeing Burt on Sunday, text the word Burt two three nine three three three, and we're going to send a word back to you. We ask you to call in a little bit with that designate with that word to win the tickets. So with this drive-in uh, stuff that's going on, shows yes. and stuff like that, did you see the picture of the setup over in I think it was England? Yeah, they set up a, a field for the um, socially distanced concerts. So no. they so. Looking at it, Preston, I thought to myself, I would, without a virus, without COVID, I would love it to be like this. How does it look? So, you know, like if you ever go to like, um, uh, I'm having a brain fart, but over here um, with the amphitheater and the. uh, Oh, the man? The man. So, you know, they have those little boxed areas that people can sit in. Yeah, yeah. Take those and break them out. Okay. So that they're, they're so here. Uh, there's a picture up on the oh, screen here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so small risers right. set apart from each other. 
that looks fantastic. Honestly, would that, regardless of a disease, oh my God. would you not enjoy seeing a concert that way? I would love to see a concert that way. <laughs> I mean, look at that. You're spaced out. You have your own little area, and everybody's got pictures of beer, it looks like. You're raised up. You're not crammed against each other. Uh, I dig <laughs> that. I mean, and, and so what they did is they put the risers, the legs of the risers are on boards, on yeah. the on the ground, so it's not like you know causing divots. But I looked at this, and I'm like, Jesus, I, pandemic or not, I'd like to go to a concert that way. Yeah, and and the one of the main reasons is because it seems that I've been to enough concerts where the the two people that decide they're going to stand the entire time I at know. a concert, I know that isn't necessarily a stand the whole time concert. This is Yanni, and they sit right in front of. Me. I know, yeah. and I'm like, and and listen, I get the joy of the moment. Sure. I always try to pick seats that make that impossible. Well, listen, I mean, like one time I went to a Rush show, and at uh, at the time it was probably the Tweeter Center or the E Center. I don't know what at the time. And we were near the back of the pavilion. We weren't down front, where you stand up the whole time. Right. And we were near the back. And the two people I look at amongst the entire... And it was during a slower (laughs) song, or maybe a newer song. Yeah. The entire amphitheater and the two people that are standing up are the ones that are in front of me and my buddy Jeff. Uh And I'm like, of course. And I I get... We talked about this before with the... the, You're caught up in the moment, but there's some... You know, there's some conscious, um, you go and you're going to be prepared to stand. Like when we saw, we were at the same show for you too at the link. Yeah, you stand up. Everyone's going crazy. It's a big, you know, amphitheater yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Do you, maybe you sit down for uh, yeah, running, running to, to stand, stand still? still maybe. I think yeah. so, yeah. You guys are also, though, at least you're six foot tall. I'm just a little guy. Yeah. And every, and Marissa's even oh, smaller yeah. than me. And it's like, it seems like any time that it, I'm at a standing concert... That the tallest person in the universe is standing right in front of me, or especially fish concerts where they're like, "Oh no, oh no, no, no. come, come stand with us." This, they don't this even would, belong in our section. This would kind—I of, mean, not that it would eliminate it, but this setup here, mm-hmm. I love this. Yeah. It took me years to realize when I would go to a concert to the Electric Factory. You know, you push through the crowd, try to get as close as you, as you can, and then you'd find a hole, and then you realize that the hole you found is because there's like a six-six guy yes. standing right in front of you. Yep. And then I get mad. And I'm like huffing and puffing, like, "Oh, why is this tall guy standing here?" And no, I just and then they to. put you up on their shoulders, right. and but, yeah, even I will lift you to my shoulders. <laughs> So you can enjoy these three-eyed blind concerts. <laughs> three-eyed <Yeah>. blind. <laughs> three-eyed blind concerts. Eve Six opening. I yeah. remember that one. <laughs> Even at sitting concerts, sitting concerts or sporting events, though, people are taller than me in yeah. front of me. Well, I get luck. My my tickets for the Eagles game. I am in the like basically the front row. Yeah. The the, the, the entire row in front of me. There's a there's a wall, and I, so I'm up high. The entire row in front of me can stand and do jumping jacks, and I won't even see them, which is awesome. I love that. Marissa, next time I'll go with you to a show, and I'll put you on a baby Bjorn. <laughs> yes! Right oh. in front, and you'll be able to see everything. Dude, okay, I'm sorry. You what? said baby Bjorn. I saw there's this thing that you can smuggle alcohol into events. It's a baby Bjorn with a baby doll in it, but it's got... So the baby's face is facing you, okay. but there's a little straw in the baby's you, right. head. You right. That's that's good. Yeah. I didn't know where that was going to go, but uh, that idea is awesome. And is the baby convincing? The baby's convincing, and, but especially because the baby's face is not facing right. out, so you would never it's know. Facing in, and if you go now, he's we'll, sleeping. Shh. 
like security. Yeah. Just, please, please, just, yeah. I just got him to go. Yeah, I need to get <laughs> to the scene. Yeah. Then you have to say, well, you're bringing him into a concert. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to check him. I'm going to check if this is a baby or yeah. a booze container. <laughs> Put little headphones yeah. on. Put yeah. headphones yeah. on it. Yeah. yeah. Shh, mm-hmm. Please, I just got him. I just got him to sleep. Well, remember a few years I'm ago. I'm going to drink booze out of his skull. They made those backpacks for little kids that you could stand on. It had like two little steps. Really? Yeah, like you would put it. it, it think of like a backpack. Yeah, you must have got so that at one of your sex clubs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that website? Uh, oh. No, it was kind of like it, it, a backpack. Isn't the right word, but it was kind of like a contraption that you would put on your shoulders, and then like right around your butt or wherever they sit are two little steps. So I could like step on that and then just stand on top of you. So I would actually be taller than you, Preston. No, cool. you wore that. I like okay. that. You, the, you, the, the person you're, the, you're they're going to get scoliosis like nobody's business, but you're. Well, I'm, I'm interested in the in the the drive-in yeah. uh, show because yep. I haven't done one of these, and I'm I, I've been to a drive-in movie theater, but uh, I'm interested to see how the the Chrysler show is going to be. Right, do, um, which parking lot is it in? Do you? Are you I don't know. know. Okay. Yeah, I don't have the uh, the details. It just says Citizens Bank parking lot. I know we'll be facing the city skyline. Okay. So that's, that's good. That's what's behind Bert. Okay. Bert on yeah. the stage. Yeah. All right. My guess would be the one across from Xfinity Live. Yep. Okay. And so, Steve, what you were mentioning that concert in, in the UK, if we were to do that here, what, where would the best place to do I, mean, I think a similar setup, like I mean, like I think like FDR Park, because there's you, no there's no hill. That was a flat. Yeah, land. you need you need a flat parcel to do it on. Mm-hmm. They were going <clears> to <throat> do a concert there years ago. Remember, there was like a cagey elephant was going to play, and you know what you could whatever. do. So it's set up for that. The parade grounds at the uh, Navy Yard. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's nice and flat. Yeah. Oh, right. and then they have a little setup back there. That could work. Mm. Okay. That's our concert series. Hey, Darren uh, Blanc there. Well, listen, if you haven't done this, uh, text word BERT uh, to 39333, because just in a little while is when we are going to be giving it away. Real quick, can I do a shout-out? Yes. Uh, hey, it says, I was looking uh, to request a shout-out for a co-worker of mine, Brandon uh, Bronishevsky. He worked, uh, we worked together at the PetSmart and King of Prussia, and he's a faithful listener, you guys. His last day after three years at our oh. location will be this upcoming Friday, August 14th. I know it's short notice to request one, but... He's a damn good employee and will be on to bigger and legendary things. Thanks for everything you guys do. That is from Frank Garris. So this is headed out to Brandon Bronishevsky. And I actually think I got his last name right. So uh, good luck to you, man. Um, and then a- another one. Uh, this is uh, one that says, hey, got a birthday uh, my wife, 42 years, Sheila, having her 69th birthday on August 9th. So a couple 42 of days 42 years later. married. Wow. Yeah. Uh, every, and I mean every morning, she gets up at 7 a.m. to listen to you all on MMR and then reports the day's stories to me <laughs> when I finally get up. Uh, anything that you could, uh, is there any way that you give her a shout out on or a happy birthday on either Friday or Monday morning? Well, it's Thursday, so. Yeah, it's the um, same thing. Uh, it would mean the world to her and freak her out more than just a little. Thank you so very much in advance. So that's from Al Weinhardt. So a shout out. And then one last one, and this is um, um, this is uh, a tough one, uh, but it says, "Hey, um, by the way, this is from uh, Ricky Richard uh, Haldis. He was a the photographer at uh, Coors Golf Outings. So I wanted to see if you guys could sneak in a quick shout out to my little four year old cousin L." who was just diagnosed with DIPG, a super rare cancerous brain tumor that only typically affects younger children. Um, There's no definitive cure, and it's 100% inoperable. Uh, The only thing her family has been able to do is hope for a miracle as they explore some experimental trial treatments. Wow. Um, 
He said that uh, Elle's motor skills have been slowly deteriorating through all of her radiation treatments. However, it's been pretty hard to keep Elle from lighting up the room with the most infectious laugh you'd ever want to hear. And the single thing that gets her going hysterically, anything to do with farts or poop jokes. Oh, (laughs) the biggest, the bigger, the nastier and wetter, the more she loves them. So I think we can tee up a good we one here, right? One. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you guys would give a second to slip one out to her, it'd certainly bring some light into her world. Love you guys, and that is from Ricky. So let's hit it, fellas. Yeah! So that is for LL. Hopefully you enjoyed that and got something out of that. So. Um, I thought about, you know what? I saw something that I found very interesting and it's kind of in the vein of the historian, uh, because have you guys ever, of course you've seen this. Um, there is a, a famous, um, photograph. It's called lunch atop a skyscraper. Yes. Oh, it's, it's the classic where they're building the 30 Rockefeller center. Correct. Yeah. So they're sitting out on a beam. And, I, and it gives, these guys it gives anyone with it, anyone who uh, has any sort of vertigo, it'll make them pass out. Oh, it yeah. looks so cool to me. So do you know the story behind that that photo? Uh-uh. I do. I, 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 I... <laughs> Go ahead. So the iron workers were constructing the 70 floors of 30 Rockefeller Plaza, taking a break, sharing box lunches and cigarettes. They appear to be completely... Unfazed by the location of this break, a narrow steel beam jutting out into the sky hundreds of feet above the pavement. It's one of my all-time favorite photographs. It's a great shot. And no, and by the way, none of them are hooked up to yeah. anything. They're, yeah. they're they're just up there eating. I, it just blows my mind. But the truth behind that photo, it was staged. Oh. It was, they weren't legitimately out there having lunch. Uh, it was a staged photo. Uh, the men in the picture were real iron workers. Uh, and they did build the structure that is now the 22nd tallest building in New York City and home to NBC Studios. But rather than capture them in the midst of their lunch break, uh, the photographer posed them on the beam for multiple takes. Well, they were still out there. Images that were intended as advertising for the new building. So it was for a it was for a PR thing. It wasn't just photographs. I don't. If my wife was out there in trouble, I wouldn't have gone out on that thing. <laughs> I mean, I, well, maybe my wife, but, well, but still, Jesus, it. it you look at the where they are and how their feet are dangling, and it's it's terrifying. But the picture may not be all that oh, it cracked, no. it's cracked up to be. Some historians believe that then I heard a different story. There was a sturdy level of structure, then called the RCA building, just below the frame. So they were they weren't they weren't hanging over nothing. It looks that way, but right below them might is a floor, I believe. How how big a floor does it say? No, it doesn't say. But so you can see that 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 they might be shooting this, yeah, at an angle where they caught they caught some air between the beam that they're sitting on and the floor below, and the one below. It's a bunch them. of filthy liars. I hate to ruin it for you. Uh, you know what they used to do? Though? It was quite common, and um, the Mohawk Indians, Mohawk Indian uh, tribe, was uh, dominant throughout New York and the areas around New York. Um, they were known for basically being fearless when it came to heights. Wow. So for bridge work and and construction and things of this nature, a lot of times the workers that would be doing a lot of this stuff were Mohawk Indians. Wow. Uh, other now there were other photos that were taken that day. Um if you tell other, me that Hindenburg thing was staged, I'll freak out. No, other <laughs> Other That po- was actually construction workers having lunch. Uh, Let's other, blow this up. Other photos taken that day show the workers playing football. 
I'm sorry. I keep thinking about the time <laughs> you were doing the, the radio broadcast from Hindenburg. <laughs> right. And then he throws it back to the studio for the sports. It's funny. 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 It's Seems like you have the story down there, Phil. Right. Uh, so, no, other photos from that day show the workers playing football, holding up American flags, or pretending to sleep on the steel beam. Uh, it was the lunch photo, though, that was published on the New York Herald Tribune uh, that uh, that October, seven months before the building would open, that that. Yeah, took. so they use the same damn beam trick. How high up were they? Um, it looks like they're still up like about 15 feet. Well, they're way... No, no, they're no, be above this roof that apparently is below them. Yeah, and it makes I, this whole thing a freaking line has ruined everything that has to do with history. I don't know, Steve. I couldn't tell you. But the, the audacity... Oh, they're doing of, a daisy chain on this beam. Uh, the 11 men in the famous photo dubbed lunch top of skyscraper is evident, but to this day, their identities are almost entirely unknown. Oh, look, at there's another picture present called butt to mouth on a, on a oh, beam. My oh, my God. A to M. Uh, when the New York Post asked, have you seen these men in 2003? Hundreds of people responded to the call out, certainly that the workers in the photo were their relatives. And I bet you a lot of people claim that they're relatives. They did, that beam. yeah. And a similar declaration uh, was written on a copy of a photo hung inside a pub in Galloway, Ireland, that said, this is my dad on the far right and my uncle-in-law on the far left. And it captured the attention of these two guys, Sean and Eamon O'Callaghan. Sean and Eamon O'Callaghan. Brothers and documentary filmmakers. And they wanted to find the man who wrote it, learn about his family, and track down all the other men in the photo. But despite their best efforts, their 2012 film, Men at Lunch, did not prove the man's assertions about his family. They could not verify the names of the workers. Does this film exist? Do they complete it or do they pass on it? I don't know. Or the often told calm that the man in the setter with the cigarette in his mouth is Peter Rice, though, a Mohawk iron worker. Steve, there you go. Yeah. Uh, who built New York City skyline with the help of Russell and the brothers did track down two of the men in the photo. Joe Curtis, third from the right, and Joseph Eckner, third from the left. And little is known about either man. Uh, the photographer behind the image is also a mystery, though many mistake the picture to be one from Lewis Hine. Known for his photos of the Empire State Building in Ellis Island, there were multiple photographers shooting at Rockefeller Center that day. Nobody is certain who can actually claim that as that the, picture. If you see, there's a ton of archival photos of uh, when the skyline of of uh, Manhattan was going up and the construction of, say, the Empire State Building and all of that. Uh, and it's just amazing. I I'm not bad with heights, no. but there's no effing oh, way. No. no way. No. And if you see not. the guys who are doing like the rivet work and all that stuff, now I think it's it's got to be like an OSHA demand that you have a, a, a safety harness sure. and something like that hooked up. Oh. There's no way yep. you're going to stroll out on a beam like that to have your sandwich. Yep. And to leave your pizza crust out there. I have some other facts about other famous photos and posters, if you're interested. Let's hear them, because you're just tearing apart my whole perception of history. Yes. These are historic photos. It's now the historical photographer talking about photos throughout history. He's friends with the historian, but he's not the historian. Uh, I don't even have my pipe ready. He doesn't even have a pipe. I should have a camera. the historian has a pipe. Um, the famous Farrah Fawcett poster. Oh, the nipples? Yes. Classic. There's a little story behind that. Was um, she eating lunch on a beam on a high rise? <laughs> no. Uh, she was still an unknown actress when the photo was actually taken. I thought it was taken after she was famous. But, I, but the photo interesting. itself. Interesting. 
had already existed. It's a classic poster. The 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 classic nudes of Marilyn Monroe for Playboy had been taken well before mm-hmm. Marilyn Monroe was a star. Yeah, uh, so Farrah had not signed on to Charlie's Angels, but she did do some commercials. Her agents wanted a bikini shot of her and hired freelance photographer Bruce McBroom, who had worked with her before. The shot was taken by a pool at her Bel Air, California home, where she and her husband at the time, Lee Majors, had lived. So I guess Lee married her before she was famous? I didn't know that. I saw her and I said, I love you. Uh, According to a friend... I'm a bionic man. uh, Fawcett styled her own hair, did her makeup without the aid of a mirror. Uh, She heightened her blonde highlights with lemon juice. That's what I do. And McBrown used an old Indian blanket covering his car seat as the backdrop. Wow, you think this thing that's you had some sort of high priced ad agency or somebody? We need a we need a poster that's going to be killer. At that time, and people don't remember, that was the poster. Yep. I had one in my room. Did you have a fair poster? Absolutely. Uh, she tried on several swimsuits, but when Fawcett finally tried on a red one piece to cover a childhood scar on her stomach. McBroom knew that he had something special. She sele- he, he had selected, Bingo! or she had selected her six favorite pictures out of the forty rolls of film, eventually narrowing her choice to the now famous picture, the 1976 poster of Fair Fawcett sold a record-breaking 12 million copies. I couldn't imagine. You see, like, uh, listen, I know that modeling and like Zoolander and all that stuff is <laughs> shows that world, but um, I hate having pictures taken of me. To do something where you're going through rolls and rolls and rolls of film, and you just have to sit there and you know yeah, smile no. and do it. no, I could not. Oh, uh, you know, nor, nor would I be asked to. So when, it works out. When we have to do like group photos, and yeah. when there's like all six of us in a Don't photo. I hate it? Oh, it's it's brutal. I hate I hate group shots to begin with. We got to get Eddie in the picture. Where's Eddie? <laughs> I hate I hate going to the photographer, the studio, and. We all have to take pictures together. I can't stand family, it. Family stuff? Or... Family stuff. Even work stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because I just want to get it done as quickly as possible. Yeah. And people start messing around and they don't, you know, they're not doing what the photographer is asking for. And me, I'm doing exactly what they're asking for. Let's yeah. do this. Now, and do get something it crazy. Done. Now, and when we, you and I are taking pictures together, Steve should do something stupid. I know. Uh, and I, know. I, I, I know. No, it's fine. Listen, there, <laughs> there are people who run into burning buildings for their occupation. I mean, yeah. It's not lost on me. So I, I get it, but it's, I just, it, it makes me feel so stupid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I learned a long time ago that, because uh, I'm like the shortest. No, you girl are girl in my group. Oh. Like it, when it's me and my friends, I just whatever. Everyone starts posing and getting their perfect like arm out, leg the optimum pop. angles. I'm like whatever. It's gonna go on Instagram. People are gonna look at it for thirty seconds and, and it's, move along. And and move along. It's never gonna exist all, again. All I've learned, Marissa, is that you're supposed to when you get your picture taken, push your tongue to the roof of your mouth, huh. and that makes your face. What does it do? It makes your the lines of your face better. Apparently, oh. push your tongue to, to the, the roof, roof of, of your, your mouth. mouth. My tilt your roof of your mouth. Yes. Okay. French kiss me. (laughs) Wow. Interesting. All right. Here's another famous photo I can tell you about if you're interested. Another quick thing, if I may, historian, photographer, man. Uh, What other um, posters of that time did you have? Lonnie Anderson. Uh, I had Lonnie Anderson. I had Lonnie Anderson in the bikini. I had a Jacqueline Smith. I didn't have that. I had. That was the only real other babe um, poster I had because mine were mainly. Eleanor Roosevelt. Mine were uh, Beatles. 
uh, Van Halen, Rush, and, and uh, Rob Lowe. And drummers. <laughs> <laughs> like in the Lost Boys. Right. <laughs> For some reason, he's got a Rob Lowe poster in his room. Those, never, right, I never had posters. Pretty Girl posters. You did? No. Oh, were you allowed to have them? Mm, probably not. And, 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 for the longest time These in my bedroom. These are the apostles. I had, <laughs> I had a poster of uh, Jesus. Um, there's a little baseball player, and Jesus is behind him holding the baseball bat and helping him, you know. Uh, and then I had another one. Come on! Frank Sinatra. I had, no, two kids that were crossing a uh, a brook and the guardian angel over them. And then I had a couple of those yarn uh, pictures, you know what I mean? Nope. Uh, okay, so it's basically a, a knitted I, I poster. Like yarn. <laughs> It's a knitted poster. Oh, it's actually made of yarn. It's made okay. of yarn, and it's basically like color, you know, by numbers. And it, it was needlepoint. 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 Let me ask you. Called? Okay, how so do you I jack had... it to stuff like that? I don't. That's where I turn on Sanford and Son, bro. Wow. <laughs> and oh. If you're Italian, you know, you have you have to have uh, Frank Sinatra and Padre Pio. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, a lot of the old school Italian homes. You'll see those. Uh-huh. This is the, this is the I remember when we got there, like you know, we had the first two. We uh, my uh, wife's uncles. Um, and they're great. They were great guys. They both since passed, but they're you know were priests. And we had some one had sent a thing that was very ornate, religious over the bed. And I'm like, <sighs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be tough. I mean, we had a poster of the Pope, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that hung up in our house. Hang in there. <laughs> there right, right. <laughs> Friday's coming. Friday. Keep on talking, bro. All right, no, this is a famous right. photo. All right. Albert All right. Einstein with his tongue sticking out. You know that, yes. one, right? Yes. Okay. Um, it was... He was inventing new sexual positions. Taken March 14th, 1951. He was doing a spit, <laughs> spit string. Uh, this is going to be good. By UPI photographer Arthur Sass. And after an event at Princeton to honor Einstein on his 72nd birthday, Sass and other photographers were desperately trying to convince him to smile for the camera. Einstein was in a car returning from the event and was tired of smiling all day. When the photographers didn't let him alone, he is said to have shouted, that's enough, that's enough. And when these words didn't deter the photographers, the reaction they received was even better. And the photo came out as one of the most popular photos ever taken of Einstein. He was a, um, uh, you know, the rumor is is that he uh, slept with Marilyn Monroe. What? That is the rumor. Yeah, wow. she liked um she liked brainy guys. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, Arthur Miller, yeah. who wrote Death of a Salesman. married. Yes. Um, so Einstein apparently liked that photo so much that he cropped it so only his face could be seen. Was he doing the shocker with his hands? And then he made several copies of it and sent the picture in greeting cards to friends. The original picture shows Einstein sitting in the backseat of a car between Dr. Frank uh, Adelette, the former head of the Institute for Advanced Study, and his wife. But there he... are two theories I'm most proud of. E equals MC squared and one into pink. Two in the stink. That's right. Uh, so he had, uh, or is the other way around? Two yeah. in the stink. Well, he's German. Yeah. So they do it another way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but apparently that was uh, him getting tired of smiling. And he, I but, love that. But he ended up loving it. So. Again, and are these, most of these photos are in the public domain. You can get, I assume you could go into like a print plus and find something. Yes. You can definitely go into Spencer's. Spencer, yeah, yeah Spencer's. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me see. I have, I have a couple of other ones that you guys, sorry. The historian photographer for the guy who knows a lot about photos. Right. Uh, how about... Photographer guy. How about this historian. one? Kissed by the Hotel DeVille. Yes. Uh, it's another classic. It's, it's a famous photo of, of two uh, lovers in yes. Paris kissing. Uh, 1950, Life You magazine. guys familiar with it? 
Mm, I have to see it. All right. Kissed uh, by the by the Hotel Deville. If you could look that up. Are they like on a street? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and a French French photographer Robert uh, Ducineau. Uh, they asked him to do a spread about Paris lovers. After spotting a couple kissing, he approached him and asked them if they wouldn't mind kissing again for the camera. Uh, it was uh, Francois Delbart and Jacques Cartoud. Cartoud uh, were both aspiring actors and were taken to three different places. Uh, first, they took some pictures at the Palace de la Concorde. Then the Rue de uh, Rivoli, I guess. Rivoli, I don't speak. Rue de Ravioli. Yeah, there you go. Mm. And the Hotel de Ville. Yeah, and after the picture, I love this picture. Appeared in Life magazine. It was forgotten about for more than thirty years and stayed in the archives of the photo agency where Ducino worked. And it was eventually snapped up by a poster company and became one of the world's best-selling posters. And you can see behind him, the Hindenburg is exploding. <laughs> <laughs> there goes that Hindenburg again. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Because of the poster's success, many people made false claims as to being the kissing couple. Yeah, I would imagine. Uh, in 1993, a couple took Ducino to court, demanding compensation for taking the picture without their knowledge. The lawsuit forced him to admit that the shot wasn't spontaneous and that he had used models for the picture. With this admission, the lawsuit was dismissed. After more than 40 years in obscurity, Francois Delbart, now Mrs. Bournet, came forward with the original print, which bears the photographer's authentic signature and stamp that Ducino said that uh, he had sent her just a few days after the shoot. Another classic one like this is the uh, serviceman uh, after BJJ, I believe it was. Well, I've got the story about that. Well, that's okay. Let it rip. BJ Day in Times Square. Taken on August 14th, 1945 by Alfred S. Ted. Published a week later in Life magazine. The photo was a spontaneous event, not posed, uh, that occurred in Times Square when it was announced that the war on Japan had ended. Uh, Eisenstadt was taking pictures rapidly at different events during the celebrations and did not have an opportunity to get the names of the two individuals. Uh, because the faces of both people involved are covered, several people have claimed to be the subjects. Uh, the identity of the nurse in the photograph was not known until the late 1970s when Edith Shane wrote a letter to Ein- uh, Eisenstead uh, to say that she was the woman in the picture. She and, was the. Uh, I, she looks like a nurse, but she's just wearing white. Uh, is that the case? Right. Okay. I, I'm not sure. In the 40s, uh, she didn't think it was dignified to be photographed kissing, but she said times have changed. Uh, of all the nurses claiming to be the one, Eisenstead has only backed this woman, Shane. So she was a nurse. Oh, she was. Okay, well, there you go. Edith Shane, who died last year at the age of 91, recalled the moment and said that a sailor grabbed her in an embrace and kissed her. And she thought she might as well let him kiss her since he fought for her in the war. Ah. Uh, yeah. Several men still claim... Something like this today would no. not be greeted this... <laughs> oh, yes. Several men still claim to be the sailor in the photo. The one who stands out in the uh, out the most is Glenn McDuffie, who was 18 when the photo was taken. When he described the kiss on Good Morning America, he said it was a good kiss. It was a wet kiss. Someone asked me if it was a tongue kiss. I said, no tongue, but it was a nice kiss. It was a nice kiss. Um, I remember. McDuffie has... I got some stew in her mouth. <laughs> I just had lunch. <laughs> it was a good kiss. Uh, it was a wet kiss. It was a wet kiss. There's yeah. some stew in there. Yeah. And can we see your hands? Is there? Any... Now we see all his hands. So no <laughs> yeah, fingers. Yeah, no fingers. No it, nothing. Yeah, it looks like she's pinching her own ass, though, doesn't it? Uh, I think she's kind of stabilizing herself. Yeah. Yes. She's bent back. It's a classic uh, shot. By the way, McDuffie has passed five polygraph tests confirming his claim. Ah. 
Mm-hmm. They gave him five polygraph tests? Most are unaware that another photo was taken of the same couple at about the same time at a different angle by Navy photojournalist Victor Jorgensen. And he got boned out all the uh, excitement. It, no, it's also a popular poster. It was published in the New York Times uh, the following day and titled Kissing the War Goodbye. Huh. I never saw that one. Have you not, ever seen it? Not that I know of. So I guess it's from a... Uh, oh, here we go. Here's the other angle. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's just it's just a slightly different angle. Yeah. The other one has a little more drama to it because you can see more of the um, activities in the background. Yeah. Uh, and then one more. Do I yeah, have one more. One more? Yeah. Uh, Steve. It's this MacArthur one. getting a handy. No, it's not. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. It's amazing. I shall return <clears throat> in, in a couple minutes. <laughs> no, it's Ali Liston. Ah, uh, that's a classic picture. He's standing, Muhammad Ali standing over Sonny Liston, yep. and his, 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 his boxing glove is bent up. Yep, saying essentially, get yep. up. Yeah. Are you okay? Uh, so it was taken by Sports Illustrated photographer Neil Leifer. You guys know this picture? You're familiar oh, yeah. with this. It's oh, a yeah. classic, yeah. It was on my brother's wall. It was considered one of the world's best sports photographers. This photo has an extra interesting fact about it. Uh, and, the Hindenburg's in the background. Uh, <laughs> that a lot of people that <laughs> You can see the exploding ship, the Hindenburg, in the background. No. May 25th, 1965, in Lewiston, Maine, Muhammad Ali and Sonny Liston faced off for the second time. Ali, who was in Cassius Clay at the time, won the fight, uh, the first fight the previous year. The ending of the second fight remains one of the most controversial in boxing history. Halfway through the first round, Liston fell to the canvas, which many believe was not a legitimate knockdown. Ali then refused to go to a neutral corner. Instead, Ali stood over Liston, Liston, gesturing and yelling at him, get up and fight, sucker. And it was then when Leifer had snapped the now iconic photo. Leifer said that he was lucky to get the shot because he was in the right place. Sports Illustrated often sent out two photographers to cover boxing matches. But this match, they assigned Leifer and Herb Scharfman, who was also one of the best. Leifer said about uh, this about Scharfman in an interview, said it didn't make a difference how good he was. He was obviously in the wrong seat. Uh, There's another shot from this fight where Muhammad Ali is kissing Liston. He has him bent back. Oh, Oh, yeah? Yeah, It's unbelievable. By the way, you can see Sharfman in this photograph, Steve. Look at him. He's down by the mat. Yep. He he can be seen uh, next to Ali's legs in the famous photo. Uh, Sharfman's photos appeared on the uh, the cover of Sports Illustrated fourteen times. By the way, I love photographs. I love I love mm-hmm. I love the masters of in the moment photography like this. People who go and chronicle events. Yeah, yep. and then uh, you could build an entire career. I mean, you could pay for the rest of your life if you had a couple of iconic pictures that hit like this. Yep, there were uh, these. NFL Films just does such an amazing job. And if you remember watching Inside the NFL on HBO, it was yeah. like the they would follow a ball, leaving the quarterback's hands, and they would zoom in on it midair on like a you know a fifty yeah. yard bomb, and then zoom out just as it's about to be caught, you know. And they you you sit it to that music, and and you know it's uh, amazing. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of that stuff. I mean, the the tech has only gotten that much better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why like the purity is gone, and Instagram now, and the the picture that becomes famous is the one with 10 other people in front holding cameras. Yeah. And I'm like, right. why do we not see the one from the person in front? Why is not the one that gets picked up by Barstool? Right. It's the one from eight people back. Good point. Uh, by the way, we have to take a break, but I do want to announce that the um, the historian uh, has a sponsor. So, uh, really? Yeah, I, I, I failed to tell you guys that. So, 
Uh, now a word from our sponsor on this segment. Hormonal changes in a woman's body can cause all sorts of unique issues, including constipation. Hello, I'm gastroenterologist Dr. Evelyn Edmonds, creator of the Lady E Enema System for Women. Lady E is the first enema to fully address a woman's special needs while providing welcome relief from bloat and discomfort. Simply remove the Lady E squeezable bulb from the box and fill it with my specially formulated Lady E probiotic solution. Next, squirt the solution directly into your asshole. Once you have emptied the bulb into your asshole, Lady E will set to work breaking down all that compacted shit. Once the shit starts to liquefy, it will begin to spray out of your asshole instantly, leaving you feeling fully evacuated and back to your old self. Face it, it's hard enough just getting by these days without being jammed up with shit. So let Lady E set you free. Thank you, wow. Lady E, for sponsoring the historian this morning. A new sponsor. They, they pay for it if you enjoy it. They're the ones paying for it. On the it. President and Steve Show. Excellent. Uh, I think we should give away our Burt Kreischer tickets. Right now? Yep, I think we're going to do it right now. So uh, let's take caller number 23 at 215-263-WMMR. If you know the secret text word that you texted in earlier about, call right now. You have to be a 23 caller when we return. We'll find out if it's you or not. We'll also get to the bizarre file. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. Concert series, an hour long concert made up of the best live performances ever captured. MMR rocks. Metallica in concert this Saturday night at 7. We're all jonesing for live music, and this should help. So hit the backyard, get the tailgate started, and crank up MMR every Saturday night this summer at 7. It's MMR's Saturday Night Concert Series. Sponsored by Acme Markets, official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. This week, Metallica. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. So, our good, close, personal friend, Burt Kreischer, is in town to play a show on Sunday. It's a drive-in show. You sit in your car. Bert's done a couple of these. He says they are so much fun. It's sold out in an instant. <laughs> it was amazing. We have some tickets to give away for a carload for people. So we had you text in the word Bert, and we sent back a word back to you. I was looking for caller number 23, and we'll see if they know it. I'm going to go to Elizabeth and see if she knows. Hi, Elizabeth. Good morning. Morning. All right, Elizabeth, do you happen to know our special word that will get you the tickets? Machine. Machine. <laughs> We made it an easy one. That is correct, Elizabeth. So um, are you dying to get out of the house and go to a a, a public event? Uh, Yeah, I really am. So this will be nice and safe. You'll be in your own car. You can bring three friends with you. The details at WMMR.com for the do's and don'ts. Steve and I are going to be there. We're hosting the event. We get to bring Bert on. We'll actually be, this will be weird. You get to hear us through your car radio (laughs) while you're there. Uh, but that's how it's going to work. So congratulations to you, Elizabeth. Thank you. All right, hang on the line. We'll get your information. We'll set you up. Listen, another pair to give away tomorrow morning. Oh, excellent. With the Word of the Week prize. I didn't know that. That's right. Yep. Yes. So, so make sure you keep track of the letters. And uh, we have two more to go. We'll get the last one at the end of the show. Let's do the Bizarre Five. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre Final. And this morning it is brought to you by Hertz. Pick up a specially marked bag of hers today for a chance to win $10,000 and take your summer to the next level. Full rules and details at summer 
Hers.com. Hers. Forever good. Well, a bull elk was videotaped by trail camera showing him with a an automobile tire around his neck. I saw this a couple of pictures. It's the wildest thing. Colorado Parks and Wildlife would like to help the animal. They don't know its location. Uh, the CPW has been aware of the problem for more than a year now. Can they put down one of those spike strips? <laughs> Maybe that'll <laughs> stop them. Yeah, Jason Clay, a spokesperson... <laughs> For the CPW uh, said a month later, another image from the same trail camera shows the same bull with the same tire. We see it too often, whether it's uh, a hammock caught up in it, Christmas lighting, roping, tire around its neck. Unfortunately, it happens quite a bit here in Colorado. He said the elk appears to be on the younger side because of, it, because of its size. If he gets much bigger, the tire can make it difficult to breathe. Uh, if you happen to see this animal, do not attempt to do roadside assistance. Just call the Colorado Don't change the tire. Parks and Wildlife. Exactly. An obituary describing a dead man as a dumbass <laughs> shines a light on the perils of indulging in extreme lifestyles that cross the line one too many times. New Yorker Cody James Holland, 25 years old, is remembered for his heart, humor, and, quote, his middle finger and showing his butt to the world. That's what it said. You dog dumbass. <laughs> In the obit. Cody James, it says, left us on August 8, 2020 as a result of injuries sustained from being a dumbass. <laughs> he drank, drove, and didn't wear his seatbelt. Please don't be a dumbass. This is written in his obituary. Wow. So who, who was the composer of this note? Had to have been a close family member, yeah. whoever had that, uh, that you know, right to do it. Yeah. Uh, they wrote, he loves steak, chew, and beer. In, not in that order. And right. among his musical interests was Shania Twain. And Radiohead. <laughs> he wrote, you make me feel you make me feel like a woman. We hope she did at least once. Wow. Uh, he's wow. survived by a number of family and friends who also remember Holland as, quote, sometimes attending his hometown school where he stood out as a student and athlete. And despite being asked about his life's ambition, Holland, which was apparently in quotations, it says, I'm going to be a porn star was his ambition. <laughs> But he became a corrections officer instead. What was his age? 25. 25. Lived hard. So they're saying don't do that. Yeah. All right. uh, Here is an interesting story. Uh, This is also out of Colorado. I should have backed this up after the elk one. It says park rangers have a unique warning for visitors, and that is please don't feed the moose pizza. Why don't you forget the moose for a moment. Uh, Ranger Ben Stanley said it was kind of one of those situations where I had to do a double take. Like, did I just really hear what I thought I heard? Don't feed the moose pizza, Casey. Yeah. Why don't you forget the moose? Stanley For a moment. was on patrol Sunday in the area of Clear Creek Canyon when he spot- stopped and asked several vehicles parked along the highway to move to a safer spot. He said, when I walked up to their window, they said, hey, I'm really glad you're here because... There's some people feeding a moose some pizza right over there. Oh, man. He says, in a crowded picnic area, there were about a dozen people crowded around a young moose. One person was trying to pet it. He said, I didn't see the pizza, but I had quite a few people tell me that there was somebody trying to feed this moose some pizza. Why'd you take the crust off? According to Stanley, the moose got scared and retreated into the woods on its own without incident. However, the situation could have ended much differently. He said, moose can be extremely aggressive. 
if they get put in the wrong situation. So that was a pretty dangerous situation given the group of people. Did they approximate the size of this uh, younger moose? No, he didn't indicate. Uh, the animals... they, they can kill you easily. Oh, yeah, he said the, the animals are becoming more common uh, closer to the front range as their populations rise across the mountains. They can weigh up to 1,600 pounds and run 30 miles an hour. Uh, Sunday's pizza incident may have been dangerous for the moose, too. He said, obviously, pizza is not part of the moose's normal diet. That can make it extremely sick. Feeding human food to wild animals can also contribute to a lifetime of problems for it. Why don't you forget the moose? Mm. Let's stay in the backcountry. It never fails. Adam Blomfield, an angler from Alaska, was recently filmed fishing on a remote riverbank when a brown bear approached and actually snagged the salmon right off of his fishing line from him. <laughs> uh, Bloomfield joked on Facebook, caught a sockeye and a bear. And he also shared footage of the minute-long encounter. I got it, sockeye. <laughs> In the video, uh, Blomfield is seen fishing by the river. When the curious bear stops in to take a look, the animal mm. soon trots away. What you doing? Only to slowly double back towards Blomfield, who remains completely still. The bear quickly turns away again, but once more changes his mind, steps back towards Blumfield and his catch, which can be seen flopping around in the shallow water. Hey, do me a solid and make me a sandwich. Uh, in the background, one of Blumfield's friends can be heard saying, oh, my God, this stresses me out. Uh, the bear continues to approach Blumfield, who squats down near the riverbank. Seconds later, the bear finally gets close enough to the salmon and reaches out and snatches it. So, uh, sockeye salmon, I was going to say this. Sockeye salmon. Sockeye salmon uh, is, I've had it, it's delicious. Nice. Uh, the animal then picks it up, pulls it away from the fishing line, huh. and runs back into the woods with its dinner. Uh, Bloomfield, my, the, Bloomfield actually uh, jogged away back towards his friend, laughing clearly, relieved that the bear was gone. A lot of times the anglers in Alaska... You know, we'll have encounters like yeah. this, and you know, you, you they will kill you in an instant. Yep. All right, we will end with uh, with why not an animal story? Let's do it. Uh, a West Palm Beach woman was horrified to find a python in her washing machine. Emily Visnick had just come back to her high rise apartment from a run when she decided to check on her laundry when she saw the snake. But as she initially, she wondered if it was snake print clothing. <laughs> oh my God. She decided to reach in, and that's when she realized a living snake was in her laundry machine. Wow. Uh, she called apartment uh, maintenance to remove the snake. She has no idea how it got into her laundry room, and I guess they're trying to track down who might own it because it was a freaking python, so it had to have been somebody's pet. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file. That's crazy. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Test your knowledge of today's show with the lesson question. We'll get to trash and music news as well. It's on the way, so stay there. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, I would like to remind you, I mentioned this earlier this morning, but um, we're moving forward with the 15th annual, I believe, for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. This is a bit different uh, this time around because of social distancing and cleanliness guidelines and all yep. that stuff. So we are going to do this at three different locations, Friday, August 21st. So not that far off, uh, a week from tomorrow, actually. It's amazing. Uh, so we'll be at the Fillmore in Philly. Uh, we'll be at the FOP Lodge in the Northeast, and we'll be at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks. Uh, times are 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, show members are going to be at different locations at different times. We're not going to be able to be... 
for the whole thing because uh, we're you know we're just having to split up a bit. But we appreciate your help. It's different this time around, and keep in mind that all the guidelines are going to be followed: social distancing, face masks mandatory, walk-ups not permitted. Um, everything will be you know make sure that it's sterilized and proper. Um, so we are hoping to get as much as we can. We're not uh, holding out for record breakers or anything like that, but we do want to get your support if you can. And I think um, you may be in that frame of mind where you want to get out and do something. It doesn't cost you anything, obviously, but do you something can positive, yeah. give. Yeah. Um, so all donors, by the way, get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt. There you go. So that's the same. Yep. Uh, and, the you know, honestly, for this, this deal, you talk about getting out and doing something, Preston. Uh, the the truth is they have not had the opportunity to have as many blood drives as they would usually have at places of business and schools and things of that nature. So they've been getting decimated, and this is a chance to help make up some lost ground. Uh, so you can go to WMMR.com and uh, get the details on that. But make sure also we always recommend this, that you check the uh, eligibility guidelines yes. while you're online. You may have traveled somewhere. You may have taken a medication or had some kind of a procedure done and didn't know that it disqualifies you from uh, donating. And if you know that ahead of time, you're not going to take up somebody's spot. It might be a prime you know, time where they can get in. Uh, and you're not wasting your own time as well. So take a look at it. It's a week from this Friday. We'd like you to be there. I'm going to do the lesson question today. And we are going to be giving away a digital download of The King of Staten Island. And the question I have for you is, uh, what... What talk to the man from the famous sailor kissing photo? Okay. When we talk to them, okay. The man in the famous sailor kissing photo? Yeah. What did he have for lunch right before that photo was taken? Oh. There we go. 215-263-WMMR. Marissa said, word I like it. it. I rewrote it so many times that okay. I lost track. Uh, the man from the famous sailor kissing photo, what did he have for lunch right before the photo was taken? Let's see if you were listening and you happen to know... You just might win. 215-263-WMMR. Call. We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see what we got. Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson have reportedly rekindled their relationship, according to a new report. Khloe says the once philandering Thompson is a different person and has even set up a charity that finds foster homes for displaced tub girls. (laughs) So generous. Paris Jackson has split with her longtime boyfriend, Gabriel Glenn. Paris says her mistake is holding her boyfriends up to her father and then getting disappointed when their noses stay on. Hey! And finally, Alyssa Milano and Tony Danza reportedly set to reunite and star in a reboot of Who's the Boss? The new series will take place 30 years after the original and will be titled, Where's My Nurse? (laughs) (laughs) And that's your Hollywood trash. All right, to the phones we go. Let's see if we can get an answer to this question. Uh, We talked to, or no, uh, the sailor kissing photo. Yes. Uh, What did he have for lunch right before the photo was taken? 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go to Kenny. Hey, Kenny. Hey, Kenny. Well, I wish that was my name. My name's actually Clinton. Oh, how in the hell? It's it's hard Clinton? to hear people on the phone sometimes, okay. especially when they're in a rush. Okay. Okay, Clinton. Clinton, do me a favor and tell me what the sailor had for lunch right before the photo was taken. Stew. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay. We're both doing the hey, Kenny. Hey, Kenny. Oh, I'm sorry. My name's not Kenny. It's Clinton. Oh, Clinton, we are going to set you up with the digital download of the King Staten Island celebrated comedy director Judd Apatow and SNL's Pete Davidson. Critically acclaimed, heartfelt comedy is now available on 
digital, and it's available August 25th on Blu-ray and DVD. Let's get into music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by (laughs) Horizon. Stay cool with double tune-up savings. You can get Horizon's AC tune-up for just $59 and your fall heating tune-up for $39. Horizonservices.com. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Every day, but it, it's still, it's one of those perennially it. funny things. I love it. Ozzy Osbourne's son Jack has confirmed that a biopic about his father's early solo career and his marriage to Sharon is in the very, very early stages. Jack told Rolling Stone, we have a writer. We said to go from 1979 to 1996. I can't say too much, but the film is an active development. You know what they need to do? They need to get the dude who played Ozzy in the dirt. Yeah, yeah he was great. He was yeah. really good. And then uh, I think early Sharon Osbourne is going to be played by Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was really, she was a mess. <laughs> Ozzy said about the upcoming project, from what I understand, it's about Sharon and I and our relationship. It's how we met, fell in love. And how we married. She's my other half. She grew up a lot with me. I used to go to on taxi. And I grew up a lot with her. We celebrated 38 years of marriage just recently. So I guess if they go to 1996, that's about the time the Osbournes hit the air. I, I love um, you, Louis De Palma. No. 98. <laughs> 98. No, it was definitely after 98. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Sharon said, I hope that it will be a story that everyone can relate to. Uh, you don't have to be a fan of the music because it's a story about a survivor. No matter what life throws at you, you pick yourself up and you start again. It's just an amazing story of overcoming everything that's thrown at you in life. Uh, Sharon added... Hold you, hit, hit, and build yourself up. Sharon added that the film will be a lot more real than uh, Bohemian Rhapsody was. She said, we don't want it to be squeaky, shiny, clean, and all that. We're not making it for kids. So they're it's doing an, warts and all. It's an adult movie for adults. Yeah. I yeah. heard that a few uh, criticisms about Bohemian Rhapsody, and, you know, there was... Uh, but I... I, I, I still like it. I, st- I really like it. Yeah, yeah. listen. You, it, you can't get everything in there, and yeah. it's also it's done by, the you know, the, the main story and the main executive producers yeah. on the movie are his bandmates who adored him. You're yeah. also trying to squeeze in years, decades a, a even, yes. into two hours. I right. think there was enough, you know, there was a negative stuff and positive stuff, and uh, I love it. I mean, with that said, now that we have all these different outlets, you know, maybe, just maybe... These biopics will be able to give be given, you know, more a longer run, a longer run, more yeah. more space to sort of yeah. fill things out. Yeah, that would be better. Uh, Kurt Cobain signed home ins- or his signed home insurance policy is now for sale. Okay, now we're just getting ridiculous. <laughs> TMZ reported the document, which features Cobain's full signature, Kurt D. Cobain. As opposed to the usual Kurt he would sign for fans. I'd like uh, protection from flooding, my basement floods. Is being handled by Golden Auctions, the Chase Bank Insurance. What if someone steals my TV? The Chase Bank Insurance Company letter is dated 74 days before he killed himself in the Seattle house on April 8th, 1994. Someone slips on my steps in my cupboard. Uh, According to the report, the auction lot currently owned by uh, Inscriptographs Memorabilia and is expected to fetch over $100,000. For his home insurance policy. Yeah. Also includes original photos of what the house looked like before portions of the house burned down in a fire. What do you think is the most... I mean, you, you, obviously, we've covered a lot of this stuff over the years. What's yeah. the most obscure 
I mean, there's there's so much stuff to that you know someone gets possession of in their lifetime, and if you're at that level of celebrity and and revered status. It all can go up for grabs. I guess if your freaking insurance company letter is now I, I up always, for auction. I t- so I watch that Collector's Corner show all the time on MeTV, and, and a lot of the times it's, you know, it, it, there, if there's a story behind it, it... Maybe. Yes, maybe, but just on its surface, a, a home insurance policy? Yeah, I don't know. I guess just because it's got a signature on it, but... I guess. But I mean, yeah, there. I mean, listen, there's all kinds of... He did write that song, Home Insurance Policy. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt yeah. it, uh, but yeah, was that um, was that about State Farm? I think okay. it was. Yeah. Okay, I think that was. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, there. I can't believe they're expecting this to go for over a hundred thousand uh, dollars. But uh, Golden Jesus. Golden Auctions is expected to give a portion of the proceeds to a suicide prevention organization. By the way, oh, so, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. it would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Marissa's done. <laughs> She's just trying to wrap her mind around this. I, okay. Oh, we have a clip of that song. Oh, yeah. Right, here we go. Like a good neighbor, wow. Still resonates today. Gets you on a very visceral level. Mastodon's new album will explore the loss of their manager, Nick John. He passed away in September 2018 following a battle with pancreatic cancer. Uh, in an interview with the Revolver drummer, uh, vocalist, Brand Daler, uh, said about the upcoming album, as far as the subject matter is concerned, it's going to be about Nick John after everything's said and done. Of course, it's going to be a fantastical representation to mask the true emotion of the situation, but it's probably going to be Nick John-centric because that was our guy. We lost him, and he deserves nothing less than an album's worth of material that's centered around his passing. That's pretty sweet for them to do. I uh, said it was a huge blow to us. We lost one of our favorite human beings, and it's just come and it came out of nowhere. Kiss with special guest David Lee Roth have rolled out the rescheduled North American end of the road tour dates. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Uh, as it stands now, uh, the trek will resume stateside on August 18th in Mansfield, Massachusetts and run through October 6th when the 22 leg wraps in Lafayette, Louisiana. Maybe those are chicken legs. I don't know. <laughs> um, if only. Yeah. So here's how it lays out. That idiot goes up first and lowers the expectation level, right. and then we come up and kill. Yeah. Uh, there's only one show in our region, and David Lee Roth will not be performing at it. It will be only Kiss uh, at the Boardwalk Hall in Atlantic City. So that's going to be on great, August. Great chicken finger place out there. August 21st. Is this this year? No, 2021. No. Yeah, there's no way. Okay, I didn't think so. And then one last thing. Steve sent over this video. It's great. Uh, studio musician and Toto member Steve Lukather uh, drummed up, or I should say guitared up, some retaliation to being woken up by nearby gardeners' leaf blowers early in the morning. So apparently yeah, he's in a, a richer area, and a lot of the garden gardening crews and landscaping crews like let those leaf blowers start wailing at like six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning. He got sick of it. Yep, so a new clip posted to the Toto Guitarist Instagram account shows a pajamaed Lukather <laughs> shredding the fretboard at 7 a.m. with a trampoline-mounted amp, running at full volume in response to his neighbor's gardeners and their power tools. And he yells, good morning, afterwards for good measure. Do we have a clip of that? Yeah. All right, let's hear a little bit of this.
<laughs> His dog's walking around yeah. him while he's doing it. It's excellent. The dog seems unfazed. Like, I'm sure they're used to his uh, his guitar playing. Uh, and it seems that his uh, that several guitar A-listers concur with his response. Uh, Joe Bonamassa wrote, that is the greatest. And Peter Frampton added, they also owe you money for your performance. Uh, all <laughs> mowers and blowers need to become rakers and takers anyway. Much love. So that was pretty fun. I like that. That is cool. And that is what I have in music news for you this Thursday morning. We have one more break to take. When we get back, as we wrap up, we'll do the letter of the day with the word of the week prize. Another pair, or actually another four-pack, I should say, of tickets to see Burt Kreischer. It's one car. It's one ticket before people can go uh, this Sunday at Citizens Bank Park. So we'll have that when we get back. Make sure you stay with us. President Steve Radio program on a, oh no, on a Thursday morning. We've been wondering. He's there. We have been wondering. I see a name on the phones here. And we were curious about this individual, and we put out a word a few times and not heard anything yeah. back. Let me go to, uh, hello, caller, you're on the air. I love that family. <laughs> hey! Good morning, guys. Gary. How are you, Presbo? How you doing, Steve? And how you doing, Sweet T? Sweet T's not here. No, she's she's yeah. off. But uh, Marissa can... Mocha Magnata's here. Mar- Marissa, how are you, sweetheart? And how you doing, Nick? And how you, Casey? Pony Boy Foster. Pony Boy, yeah, you're one golden. of the outsiders. Stay golden, kid. Wow. Yeah, man. Hey, right. Gary, I, I, for like weeks, we have, we have said a couple of times we we haven't heard from you in a long time. We were wondering if you were doing okay. We put the call out. I don't know if you heard or not. Actually, I was working morning shifts, so I totally couldn't uh, listen to a radio. What, what I was doing? Where are you working yeah. morning shifts, Gary? Uh, I was working morning shift. I'm out looking for another job. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Did things go sour? Did you? Did you... Uh, but let's just say I'm looking out for the better well-being and health. And for, uh, and I need better health and, and safety because of the, what's going on. All right. So you're looking for something that has a uh, medical plan. Yeah. Okay. Something, that, something I can fall back on, God forbid. You know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm also looking for better money. So Better All right. money. All right. Better job. I, I'm good. I'm good, guy. I just want to tell you, man, I miss my family. Welcome back to, Welcome back home. And you grasshoppers rock, man. Oh, thank you. Us grasshoppers. I three testicles. Oh, look. He just hey. wanted to let us know. You, you sound good, by the way, Gary. You sound yeah. like you're in good spirits. Yeah, man. I'm good, man. G-Man's good. I, I'm the mayor here, and I'm keeping it. I'm holding it down. Junietta Park's finest. Yeah. And I just want to tell you, I love my family. I miss you. When can I come in? Can I come in next week? No. I think no. we're going to actually set up a kissing booth. Oh, you can come in. Oh, next week, and uh, that's really no. safe, right? I just want to come in and say hi to my family. No, they, no Gary, they, there's a um, a rule in the building: no, no non no uh, non employees, like even family members aren't even allowed. Family, and it even said asterisks, including people with. Um, I had three testicles. Three times testicles, testicles yeah. are not allowed. Nah, unfortunately, we can't do it, Gary. But it, we'll let you know. You'll yeah, be one of the yeah, first. Absolutely, ones. you should actually be our first guest. Yes, I, I truly been asking you for for a long time. You cared about me when I was yeah. sick, and I do believe I had COVID nineteen. I I was misdiagnosed. You think so? I know so for a fact. Well, okay, you know, how, how how do you know for a fact? Well, the, the dude he didn't guessed. take my temperature first of all, and I had a temperature. He didn't take no blood. Didn't take that. look. I I know for a fact I had that thing. All right, an upper respiratory fact. infection does not make you can't swallow water and and breathe. No, but I, strep I believe does. I, yeah. I believe I beat beat it because I had strong antibiotics. And your faith in God. 
And that too. Yes. Yes, yes sir. Shotgun Steve Morrison. <laughs> Antibiotics don't fix. Uh, yeah. Well, I yeah, had but, strong ones. But and, uh, okay. He had strong he ones. Strong ones. Yeah. Uh, was it was a twelve hundred. They would. They would fight the symptoms. Yeah. I, well, listen. However, you've cured it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let us know. Yeah, has the CDC contacted you at all? Nobody contacted me. It's all about staying six feet away or six feet under. I'm staying six feet away. I like that. Oh, yeah. That's a good Very phrase. Good. You got a like T-shirt that. there. Yeah. Hey, yeah. listen here. I just want to tell you, I truly, truly miss my family. You guys, you guys, you grasshoppers are you got grasshoppers are the best. Thank you. Suddenly we became when, grass grasshoppers. He when, must have saw a grasshopper. Or when, something. Did, when did grasshoppers? Come and, I miss, the I miss, I, I, and I miss all of you. I truly, truly, genuinely, genuinely miss all of you. Well, Gary, when Thank when uh, things do loosen up and. and and, and we are able to allow people back into the uh, complex here. Yes, I agree yeah. with Preston. We'll make you our first person in here. You'll yeah, be in hey, a big ceremony. And, and I would love to see Billy Burns. He looks great. He's a great guy, great worker, man. Great, Billy Burns? great He's, a sales He's the grasshopper in sales. Yeah. Yeah, what do you man. think about Pierre Robert? I love the Duke. The Duke is the best. I, I love that man every day I talk to him. Oh, do you? Yeah, he's a very good young man. He looks great. He's shaking his head yes. Yes, I, I do speak with you, and God bless you, Gary. No, you're a good guy, Pierre. I love you to death, bud. I wish I could see you in person and tell you I love you. And uh, we also, yeah, I, I, I meant to shout out Craig Lagans the other day because it was his birthday, and you guys did yesterday. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I hey, uh, I, what? I just want to tell you I love you, and I'll see you real soon, kids. You grasshoppers keep on hopping. Uh, okay, we love okay, you, too. I have three testicles. See you later. I'll see you. I, I just I let him go. I have uh, three he's testicles. Still talking. He's, he's trying very hard to get the grasshopper thing. Yeah. Right. It, it, it's like, it's like trying to make hell? fetch work That's in, uh, right. in Mean Girls. Right. Does he have a grasshopper problem? Like I know. Those I, Japanese lantern I think that's his flies. I don't know. I, what's the situation at your house with the uh, lanternflies? I, I had one in my house the other day, which made me insane. Mm. And I tried to catch it. And when they're babies, they they look like um, large um, ladybugs. And and then I was trying to catch it, but I can't stand to kill anything. So I was trying to get a paper cup and put it over it, and it kept hopping away. <laughs> you know, they're actually yeah. saying you you should kill it. I know. Yeah, they, they are saying that. Yeah, um, I know it's hard. They're, they're really, really bad. You see them in town a lot, don't you, Marissa? They're everywhere. Have you walked around and, and seen them all I over the sidewalks? I haven't seen them in Center City, but uh, uh, I remember you saying at nighttime, they're like dead all over the sidewalks, right? No, because they, they collect all day long, and people smush them. Oh. And then people come by and clean them up. And, That's and Nick wonderful. Nick in South Philly. He's seeing them now, too. They're, they're everywhere. Nice. Of them. Yes. They're kind of Great. pretty. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the ultimate... Especially after you kill them, because you see the red wings yeah. from underneath. <laughs> but yeah, they they have a they have an interesting look about them, most definitely. Um, all right, people are awaiting that letter. You ready? I am Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter A, as in autumn. All right, we will have one more letter, and that's it. A three-letter word this week, and your chance to go see Burt Kreischer on Sunday, Citizens Bank Park, the live-in drive-in with our friends at Live Nation, and uh, four people get to go in the car with you. It's sold out, but you can go to uh, WMMR.com for the drive-in concerts and the do's and don'ts for the series. So uh, we'll give that away tomorrow, which is really good. What's uh, planned for today? Well, I didn't get to Trini Lopez yesterday. Oh, okay. I got I got um, a waylaid, so I'm going to get to Trini Lopez today, um, probably in an hour or so. Um, so we, it was we'll funny because we were. It was just some people didn't realize the chronology that we weren't just talking about Trini Lopez out of the blue. We were talking about him because of his death, and then people had only heard part of the conversation. 
like were tweeting out, yeah, oh my God, just after you were talking about it. <laughs> no, that's why we were talking about it. But right. yeah. Well, and the fact that Dave Grohl's got a, you know, it started with music news. Dave Grohl's got a Trini Lopez guitar, and that's where I learned Trini had passed yeah. from your from music news yesterday. And then he stayed at our little resort at Lake Tahoe, and um, we taught him to water ski. And Grin and Greg made, made me a magnet that says, we taught Trini Lopez to water ski. <laughs> um, He's great. great. But you know, he actually played um, with Buddy Holly. Uh, and the and, crickets and the crickets and he was he hung with Buddy Holly, which I never knew. No. And um, when Buddy died in the plane crash, they wanted him to step in and be the the front for the band, but it never happened. So it just you know a little. I I learned that from some article I read yesterday. So anyway, we'll get to Trini and we'll have a hammer to hammer nice. later on today. Um, now also on the program we will have um, a block of Bob Marley, a block of the Offspring, a block of Crosby, Stills and Nash for uh, David Crosby's birthday tomorrow. And at 2 o'clock, an interview with Gina Shock from the Go-Go's. I'm looking forward to that. She's so cool. And uh, we, uh, we're going to talk about the Emerald City show, uh, which happened on her birthday in that particular year of 1981. And um, it's going to be cool. You know, nice. Preston, so in the, in the Go-Go's documentary, she uh, she was actually, of, of all of them, they said she was the best musician. She was the best. Oh, really? She was, oh, really? A, she was the real deal. She was a real deal drummer. And uh, and then they all they all sort of developed their 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 capabilities, you know. But uh, yeah, was, her her story in particular is very cool. Belinda Carlisle looks entirely different now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, than she did then, <laughs> which might indicate she's had a visit to a doctor. I or would two. say one or, or two, yeah, or twelve. Um, it it's kind of shocking when you see her because she she looks like Trini like, Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, or Catherine Hepburn or something. I don't right, know. So anyway, right. um, that's what we've got on the program. Wonderful, wonderful. Hey, real quick, Casey wants me, uh, me to pass along this information for the I Believe for Presidency Blood Drive. Uh, we heard about 60% reservations filled. So we want to we goose that. Yeah. We want to hit that. It's obviously going to be tough this year. Uh, things are way, way different, and we're going to be at separate locations. Uh, but we're asking for your help. And yeah. uh, we hope that you don't mind getting out and know that you will be safe. And we understand if you can't. But if you can, if you'd really like to get out and help, uh, please do so. Because you might be helping someone uh, right around the corner from you. And you don't even know that. Um, so details at WMMR.com. It is a week from Friday. And we'll be doing it. Uh, so we hope to see you there. I uh, want to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today uh, by HERS, uh, the official chip of taking your summer to the next level. Also brought to you by Duncan. Uh, visit Brought to you by Dungan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. And by uh, City Auto Park, you can shop the summer clearance event for sizzling hot discounts. Dodge Chrysler Jeep City.com. Uh, tomorrow on our program, wow, Todd Glass. What? Todd Glass will the be on the show. Todd we'll, Glass. We'll be spending some time with him, so I'm looking forward to it. And, of course, we're giving away everything we have left for the end of the week. It's a Friday. That's it. We're, no sad, bro. No sad, bro. No That's God. it. We are done. Ray John, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, game. Bye-bye. Yeah. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. I just want to give a big f- you to the motor vehicles. Standing outside the place since five in the morning, waiting for you to open. Super long lines for COVID, and you f- closed because of a storm. It's not even raining now. Next message. Oh my god! I am trying to get ready to go to the beach. I have my brand new bathing suit that I'm super excited for. Put it on. I can see socks where I'm not tan, and I'm thinking, oh. 
sharks are going to get me when I'm falling in the water at the Jersey Shore. Thanks for the heads up, guys. I will no longer be shark bait. Next message. Are you kidding me? I've about had it with this shit. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. 